0: Want to go see your favorite college or pro team? Go to TickSplits. TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. Use promo code WAR and save 5% off on all purchases at ticksplits.com or on the TickSplits app. That's promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, for 5% off on great seats to so all of your favorite events. Remember, TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. That's ticksplit, T-I-X-V-L-I-T-Z.com. Visit today.
1: Welcome to the Friday edition of second city sports. We're alive and Living color right here on sports. Oh, Chicago, All along with Miss Lakina McGee, which is she, I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow your show on the Twitter and the IG at CK 80. Once again, at CK 80. That's S I D K I D eight zero. That's S I D K I D eight zero.
0: You follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG
1: make sure you download the sports on chicago app you want to know why because we said so that's why also too you can uh, watch any of our five live shows Including this one second city sports but if you happen to miss it we those shows are archived you can listen and watch them at your own leisure make sure you download that sports on chicago app today also you want to follow sports on chicago on facebook twitter instagram and youtube we're on all social media platforms once again that's sports on chicago facebook twitter Instagram, and YouTube. You wanna catch the audio version of this podcast, you can do so by subscribing to War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type this in your search engine boxes on those podcast platforms, WARR on Anchor. Once again, WARR on Anchor. And you can follow War Media at WARR Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you very much in advance. Your support
0: like share, subscribe and tell your
1: friends. We are on the power Fund and we have very definite opinions. And if you have a comment or question for us during of our during during our 60 minute extravaganza, you can go to, uh, sports of Chicago on Facebook and or sports of Chicago, on YouTube type in your questions or comments in the comment section, Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll and or do something stupid, lakina will give you the beer lane beer boot
0: bye-bye
1: i love when i say that Lakina, <laughs> let's kick off this friday edition of second city sports i know the nba is at its all-star weekend break we'll get to the nba in our chicago bulls nba power hour that's coming up in the second hour of the show but lakina i want to start off this episode by describing a situation that you know that is current but when you hear opinions and thoughts from one side and then you hear different thoughts and different opinions on another side. It causes confusion. It causes anxiety. It causes frustration. It causes anger. It's just overall chaos. I'm discussing hmm. the current 2022 major league baseball lockout. Of course, yesterday's news came along that the both sides met for 15 minutes. And if you checked around social media, as we always tell you, you could take things off of social media with a grain of salt. Uh analysts and pundits on one side are pessimistic, and rightfully so. Anger, rightfully so. And as folks on the other side that says we have to weigh out the process, this takes time. Don't overreact. This is your this is just part of business. Yada yada yada. According to Jeff Passer from ESPN.com. This is his tweet from yesterday. While exact plans are not finalized, MLB and the MLB Players Association intend to. Hold multiple bargaining sessions, perhaps every day as early as Monday. Sources told ESPN multiple owners and players expect to fly in for sessions leading up to MLB's stated February 28th deadline. Lakina, my original prediction was that this lockout was going to get settled in the beginning of February, February, end of January. Of course that Mm -hmm. did not happen, but I am still optimistic that after I read that tweet that I just read to you guys from Jeff Passer from yesterday, I am so optimistic that this lockout is going to get solved because as we said before, players do not wanna miss miss checks. We're gonna have a shorter spring training. The players will adjust to that and I think things will be fine. I think right now they're just getting these plans together, um, mopping out the calendar and no one wants to miss any regular season games because you don't know those games will get made up and uh, more confusion, more chaos will come as of this. As I, as we said in our last episode Lakina. You cannot play with the public's um, time anymore. You cannot uh, uh, manipulate their time because there's a whole lot more to do. You have a whole lot more options in baseball, even though we have younger stars that are coming into the game more than we ever had in the past decade or so. You cannot ruin this momentum.
0: It's one of those things where you wonder, okay, do they get it? And look, they they only met for 15 minutes yesterday. I mean, they had some side sessions and such. Supposedly they're, Going to meet again next week you know most of this you know starting monday you know they're gonna meet every day i i mean i i, I hope that they had this sense of urgency i i feel kind of like you know that there doesn't seem to be that urgency and then some like the absurd things that are that the owners are showing and now they don't mm-hmm. want to you know they don't want to pay the minor league players which they don't pay that much money anyway so it is just and they're like, not unionized yeah and so they're, they're you know that's something that they're gonna to have to figure out but yeah it's sort of one of those things you're kind of like okay what's what what's going on here and look you're 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 kind of being you know sort of you know taught as an afterthought at this point if you're a baseball because you know you have you know you got the nfl yes it just ended but people are still talking about you got you know you know nba they're in a uh they're all-star break right now but people are still talking about that and then you've got you know college hoops you know going to their stretch one you know only a few weeks left in their regular season and other things so it's sort of one of those days where baseball's becoming kind of like an afterthought and like they need to figure this out and they need to figure it out quick. And then also to the minor league side, I mean, maybe they are going to have to unionize and just, you know, see, you know, go what they, they can want. But that's a whole nother, that's another topic. But it, it's one of those things where you kind of wonder like, okay, you know, what what's it going to take, you know, for, you know, for them to break through. but you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, look, I more and more as it's closer and closer, you get more and more, you know, pessimistic at this point. So again hopefully they'll make some inroads next week but yeah
1: who knows you're listening to second city sports the friday edition live in living color on sports zone chicago see lakina here with you discussing the mlb lockout. i believe we're in day 78 uh it's too long but lakina i don't know we got a chance to catch the ozegian jr interview from earlier today on Shana Maya in the morning right here on sports Zone chicago and he said that there's some misinformation out there uh, about uh the, uh, this lockout. Not gonna agree with him more. As I always, say you can take things things with a grain of salt, but you have to do your own research. But I still believe that this deal is going to get done. Uh, uh, proposals doesn't happen overnight. And for those of you that are listening and watching us, you haven't if you've been in real negotiations, or you know someone that's been in union negotiations, things along that line. That line uh, things take time. Of course, we're impatient in, as a society. We want things to get done quickly I know we live in a quick and faster society but things take time and I get some people's anger because pictures Pat and catches were supposed to report uh, two days ago that's not happening now but I think this is a, a bargaining chip going back on both sides between the players and the owners I think you're going to see a whole lot more progress next week but I think it's going to come down to the 11th hour I, I've been sticking to that I'm going to s- still stick by that prediction
0: It'll be interesting to see if, if that's the case. I mean, you wonder, okay, is like I said before. I mean, you know, Rob Manfred, I think, has dropped the ball in, in all this instances. Mm-hmm. And and as I said before, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, look, if you, they don't figure this out and figure this out quick, you don't want to miss games because that's games you're not going to get back. That's money that you're not going to get back. You know, mm-hmm. TV money that you're not going to get back. So, like, I, I'm 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 up, I'm trying to be out to miss it, but I feel like you know at this point, eh, I I don't i just don't don't see it but again we'll see if they make it in rows and then maybe they can i think what march 8th is the the deadline they want to get this thing done so i'm i'm hoping that they can get something done before that deadline you know so that that way that if you have to do like a short you know spring training maybe do a three-week spring training instead of like what a six-week type of thing Mm -hmm. type of squeeze it in you know make it condense fine but or maybe just you know have have them, you know, do it in their own, like near their home you know, fields and such. I know in the Midwest is still, it gets snowy and icy, but
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know what it, it's, it's like I said, it's good. That's, that's the part that was going to get interesting. Like it, if it does get to a point where they go past that March 8th deadline, what do you do now? Do you try to maybe perhaps, you know, push everything back? You know, you're going to have to, you may have to push the start of the season back, but again, you know, two weeks, but so that way people can get us rain training. but we'll have to wait and see.
1: Yeah, we'll see what happens uh, because basically they have this week coming up, Lakina, and if if there's no significant progress being made, then we'll be in trouble. But I still have confidence that they'll get this deal done. It's going to come to the 11th out, but I think it's going to get done. You're listening to Second City Sports, the Friday edition, live in the 11 color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. See Lakina here with you, Lakina. Let's transition over to college basketball. Uh, Let's go to Tuesday night's results. First, we'll start with our local teams between the fighting the line. and Rutgers, you called in our last episode on Monday. Lakina Rutgers takes down Illinois 70 to 59 for, for Illinois. Kobe Coburn had 20 points and 10 rebounds. Uh, Granderson struggled again, only five points off a two or seven shooting. My guy, Alfonso Plummer, in 23 minutes of action, he only had four points. Uh, you only had uh, with Melendez, you only had 10 points uh, off the bench. Uh, Lakina. I, I'm not going to sit here and, and throw uh, Illinois under the bus. I know Ron Harper Jr. led Rutgers for 16 points. Uh, at, looking at that game on on Tuesday, LaQuina, I'm not going to throw Illinois under the bus. I know you called it, but I think they'll still be fine. I know you'll read off the rest of their uh, regular season schedule just a moment. But I went through it last night. You can still win the remaining games of your schedule. At least three out, of, I believe, out of the last four. The team is going to go to the tournament. You're going to win over 20 plus games. As long as you don't have any other significant injuries, you should be fine. But there's some players that need to step up and, and get into a, a confidence standpoint and get into the rhythm um, between now and the start start of the Big Ten tournament.
0: Well, the Piscataway, you'll curse, I guess, if you're going to call it strikes again, because that's the fourth ranked team that the Rutgers has beaten this year in Piscataway. So that's been a big whole field advantage for them. And I think what they've lost, like two of their last three games there illinois has so you know that's kind of like i don't want to say it's kind of a house of horrors but it's been sort of like not a not a good place for the last few years but you know look i'm not worried about illinois at this point they're going to the tournament now now as far as seating goes for the big 10 tournament you know in a couple of weeks i think that's sort of the thing that you should be worried about if you're an illini fan because you're right there i know michigan michigan lost it had a little loss of penn state you know a couple of days ago as well and You know, it is still, it's still wide open. They're still kind of like right there. They got to, you know, they, they battled, they got to battle Purdue. They split their season series with them. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, especially those last few games, you know, they're, you know, the board makers have, you know, half are, half came up with both Illinois and Ohio state with what's with, uh, uh, yeah with wisconsin right there as well so it's, it's going to be one of those days where it could come down to the water and Rutgers, Rutgers has now sneaked in there and they could probably perhaps maybe make a case for them so yeah. you know in that big 10 you know titles regular season titles so yeah but i think you know we'll, we'll go through the schedule in a second but you know with everything coming up i mean that's how that, you know it was just like a bad game for illinois and that, that 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 you know look like i said piscata has been a house of horrors for a lot of ranked teams. excuse me this year so it, it illinois fans
1: shouldn't be too you know upset about it uh, and speaking of the Big 10 purdue get gets a big win here in, in chicago technically in everything. they beat northwestern by 670 to 64. and let's go back to the missouri valley Conference. looking let's give Loyola loyola rambler some love they beat uh Valpole by two uh, uh this past wednesday uh it, it was a tough game for uh um valentine coach uh Val- then, um, um drew valentine true, and crew I almost said denzel whoop <laughs> drew valentine and crew but i did check out some of their game as we said lakina yeah uh, if at that if that uh, missouri valley conference gets two bids so be it but if you're loyola even though you split against missouri state it is important for you to win their regular season title but you get prepared and build up confidence to win that uh postseason tournament down in st louis in a couple I know, of weeks
0: yeah i know that um that the a lot you know Joe Lenardi and all the other bracketologists have you know loyal in as uh first four or whatever but you know you gotta at least make the final of the missouri valley conference mm-hmm. from them because if not you know and someone else gets in you got all these other bubble teams it's sort of a it's sort of a hard bubble this year because there are a lot of bubble teams that are open you know to perhaps maybe get when it was at largest and there have been times when the you know, Missouri Valley has gotten two. I mean, there was actually one year where they got three, if they had had three teams in. So it has happened, but again, it's all about, you know, quad ones and all that stuff. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, if you're Loyola, I think you want to try to get that automatic bit that way you don't have to worry about having to sweat it out with the other big conferences, you know, could start their tournaments, you know, the week after that. So we'll see what happens there. Um, you know, uh, Texas Tech uh, pulls away from Baylor after they were down by seven. They just scored, you know, the three-pointer. This is, this, you know, Texas Tech is one of those teams where you live by the three and they die by the three. So, in this case, they were able to, go you know, that three-point yeah. shooting. That was the case them within out. a
1: couple years ago when they lost in the final four.
0: Yeah. So, that that's sort of the same system, you know, basically, even mm-hmm. though there's a new coaching staff, coach there. But, you know, yeah, they, they pulled away from Baylor. Baylor struggled. But I'm not worried about Baylor. They'll be fine. Uh, let's see here. Uh you know arizona state you know may have you know derailed oregon chances if you saw that game last night um so that's you know that that orca is now on the wrong side of the bubble despite you know the nice run that they had so you, you know usc you'll be washington so they're you know helping mm-hmm. them out That's so there's still a lot on that pac-12 conference so it'll be interesting to see especially these next couple of weeks who uh, i guess becomes the number one seed in that tournament um Great is trying to put themselves in bubble They beat uh, DePaul by twelve last night. So there look, there are a lot of bubble teams out there. And also too, Murray State stays undefeated in the Ohio Valley. They beat Austin P, you know, easily with John Morant in attendance. You know, they're one of their former stars. So that's, you know, so like if you're Missouri State they're they're kind of in the same, you know, situation as Loyola. If they win their tournament, they're in. But if they lose, you know, before the final. You know, you don't want to have to be sweating on selection Sunday. So if you're Murray State, you try to try to win the tournament, try to win that Ohio Valley Conference tournament. That way you don't have to worry about the, you know, have to put it in the committee's hands.
1: Yep. And that's what happens with these uh, major and small schools. Uh, just take care of your business and win the when you're a conference tournament, and you'll get that automatic. If not, you'll have to be sweating it out for a while. So, but that's, that's what happens at this time of year. That's why we love March Madness, Lakino. You watch those. March Madness uh, preview shows are we listening now podcast to see who is, is your team in is your team out and you really get true competition from from those schools. So we'll see what happens. You're listening to Sega City Sports the on hash a on a Friday. We're live in living color. Unfortunately, there's no hashtag football Friday. <laughs> but I'm glad you're still listening to us. We're live in living color. See Lakin here with you as we talk about college basketball. Our good friend Miss Christine Manica Manica from KXRB. She'll be joining us at the bottom of the hour to give give us her thoughts about last week's Super Bowl and other sports topics uh, going on throughout the week. Lakeena, let's jump into the top 25 action schedule for this coming weekend, starting with tomorrow's action, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time on ESPN. Number 12, Illinois will pay a visit to East Lansing and South the number 13-ranked Michigan State Spartans. This is a big game for both teams. Both teams check in with an 8-7 and seven record. This is important for Illinois to get the bad taste out of their m- mouth. In my opinion, this is a bigger game for the final night
0: Well, Michigan State lost to Penn State earlier this week, too, so this is a pretty big game for them as well, and also mm-hmm. too, especially for seeding in the Big Ten tournament coming up in a few weeks. So this is a big game for both teams. That's 11 a.m. and also on ESPN2 at the same time. we got TCU and Baylor. You know, Baylor trying to get that bad taste out of their mouth from that loss to Texas Tech. Also, TCU, they're trying to get into the bubble too. So, you know, beating Baylor on the road could definitely help them with their attorney resume. Xavier and uh UConn at 11 a.m. That's on the Big Fox Network. Um, Big you know, Fox. Yeah, <laughs> Xavier, Xavier, Xavier hoping to kind of, they've struggled lately. So, UConn's looks pretty good too. So they could, you know, they're kind of right there you know with Milanova for that number one scene, in the Big East. So, that should be a fun one uh vermont you know people were wondering you know vermont the catamounts some are saying that maybe it's another one of those mid majors that could probably get in if any if they don't win the conference tournament i don't think that's the case there but umbc you know we'll we'll see you know that's an esp that's on espn 3 if you have it at 11 a.m as well in the big 12 if you got you know texas tech in texas you know we'll be interested to see that's at 11 30 a.m on abc mm-hmm. you'll be interested to see if you remember the first meeting you know, you know, the Red Raider crowd, you know, in Lubbock, you, know, you know, of course, you know, Chris Beard, you know, who's now at Texas, they kind of gave him a, it really wasn't a close game, so they kind of, you know, we'll see if, you know, Beard and his long horse can return to favor against the Red Raiders. So that's 1130 a.m. on ABC.
1: At noon on CBS tomorrow we have number 25 Alabama the Crimson Tide will pay a visit to Kentucky and they'll take on the number four ring Rile Cats and John Calapari and crew. At one o'clock on ESPN number two Auburn yes number two Auburn they're not number one anymore they'll pay a visit to Gainesville they'll take on the Florida Gators they check in with the 1610 record Florida's on the outside looking in Lakina in that tough SEC I'm surprised this game is not on television tomorrow probably have to find it somewhere on the Google. Iowa at 17-8, and they'll take on the number 18th ranked Ohio State Buckeyes at 16-6. That's at one thirty tomorrow. I'm surprised that game's not on television.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a little weird because that is a big game for them. But, you know, Iowa, of course, you know, they lost to Michigan last night. So they definitely, you know, I think they're still in. I think they're still in. I think they're not in like the mm-hmm. outside looking in. But I think if you're, you know, this would definitely help in the tournament resume. If you beat Ohio State, you know, on the road. Yeah, it is a little weird. You know, usually they don't they'll they'll like have all the Big Ten, you know, games on the Big Ten network. That's a little bit weird. But, you know, that's uh, we won't get into that. Um. At three o'clock you get, this should be a good one. You got sixteen, number sixteen, Tennessee. And number 23, Arkansas on ESPN at three at ESPN at three o'clock. That should be a fun one down there in Fayetteville. Arkansas has been looking good the last few weeks. Uh let's see
1: here. Yeah, Villanova at ranked number 10. Uh Jay um Jay Wright and crew, they'll host Georgetown tomorrow at four o'clock. That's on Fox Villanova 26, Georgetown six and nineteen. We talked about Patrick ewing Uh their program is struggling this year after making a tournament last year. At 5 o'clock on ESPN, we have number nine, Duke. They're a host, Florida State. Florida State's on the outside looking in Duke. Hopefully, Coach K is okay. He left the game the other night uh, with some health concerns. Hopefully, he, he'll be back coaching tomorrow. We'll see what's up with that. And in prime time on ESPN at 7 o'clock tomorrow, number six, Kansas will travel to Morgantown to face the West Virginia Mountaineers.
0: I know this, I know this is not like your, your West Virginia teams from before, but... You know, you definitely want to be ready when you're facing uh, Bob Huggins and his, that that zone mm-hmm. defense and such. So that should be a fun one down there. Morgan, down there in like usually is uh, Loyola and Illinois State. That's on ESPN Plus at 7 o'clock. Baylor will try to bounce back. Against Oklahoma State at eight o'clock on ESPN. Also to Arizona State and UCLA. Arizona State, you know, could try to maybe, for, Oh wait, that's for Monday. So oh, I got the wrong date. Sorry, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, my my computer, you know, the, the, the ESPN, you know, website here has been acting a little bit crazy. But yeah, that should be a that should be a fun one too. You know, like, like I said, in Morgantown, so that should be interesting mm-hmm. uh, game there let's see is there anything else of new to yeah.
1: yeah yeah I'll just run down Sunday's action quickly uh, at 12 o'clock on FS1 this is all before the NBA all-star game on Sunday folks number eight Providence will travel to Indiana the state of Indiana to take on the Butler Bulldogs that's at noon on FS1 at the same time on ESPN number 14 Houston the, the Cougars will travel to the state of Kansas to face Wichita State also at noon on CBS Michigan will travel to Madison, Wisconsin to take on the Wisconsin Badgers. Wisconsin's ranked number 15th in the country. Michigan's on the outside looking in. They need all the wins they can get. At 4.30 p.m. on FS1, number five, Purdue will host Rutgers. Could it be upset a again? We'll see. And at 6.30 p.m. on FS1 on Sunday, number 17 ranked USC Troaches will take on the Washington State Cougars.
0: Also two in between those games at, at two o'clock on FS money Got Marquette and Creighton There's a battle of the bubble teams there. I know Marquette's kind of had their struggles lately, so we'll see what happens. You know, and also to uh, Memphis and SMU, uh, if you're Memphis, you, you take that win against Houston, then you need all the wins you can get to get mm-hmm. back on the bubble. You're up, you're going up against a pretty good SMU Mustangs team. So you need all the wins you can get. So this should, should be a good one at that's at two o'clock on ESPN.
1: Let's go, Penny Hardaway. <laughs> Ever since he snapped at the uh, the media a couple weeks ago, his team's been on a roll. Maybe we need to do that more often. I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's not really a, yeah, that's not really part of his personality. But right. I don't, he, I don't know if he wants to do that more often. But even still, those are you uh, this weekend in college hoops. But don't worry, folks. we got to take a really quick break. But don't worry, our girl Christy Manica from KXRB in Sioux Falls will join us to give her thoughts on Super Bowl and, you know, her NBA sort of synopsis so far, you know, now that we're more than halfway through the season. A whole lot more with Cindy Brown. I'm Lakeena McGee. the is XC Sports on SportsZone Chicago. And we will see you in a bit.
3: AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Zone Chicago.
2: Rose the Fade. Back shoulder. Cooper Club's got it! brings it in! Touchdown! Touchdown! Touchdown LA! With 1.25 remaining, the Rams are back on the high side. 15
4: plays, 79 yards. Rams radio with call at the Super Bowl. A 79-yard drive capped by Cooper Cup's touchdown reception with 125 remaining. Pushed the Rams to a 23-20 win over the Bengals. The Rams winning their first NFL title since 1999 when they were based in St. Louis. It's their first representing Los Angeles since 1951. Cup was named the Super Bowl MVP. Four receptions, 39 yards, two touchdowns. For lightning fast sports updates, download the SCORE app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. I need postcards printed and designed. Oh, and a targeted direct mail campaign. It's possible. At Staples, I need my presentation printed, bound, and perfect.
5: Also possible. With Staples Print Big Promise, your small business marketing will make a big impact. And right now, get 20% off custom printed signs, banners, and posters when you spend $75 or more. Explore what's new at Staples, the working and learning store. Ends 226. Visit staples.com signage for details.
4: Exergen would like you to know about an important new study by the FDA. It confirms what the medical community has always known. Non-contact thermometers are not accurate, and they fail to meet FDA requirements for accuracy and labeling. With new strains of COVID on the rise, we can't afford to tolerate rampant false temperature readings from non-contact thermometers. Accurate temperature measurements are essential. You need Exergen thermometers because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure. Be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com
1: welcome back to second city sports the friday edition right here on sports zone chicago we're live in the living color sit here lakiners over there i'm over here Ooh. and joining us right now on a um, on a different time slot because we have our special NBA Chicago Bulls Power Hour coming up at the top of next hour. She joins us a little bit earlier today for her weekly commentary throughout the sports world. She's from KXRB Radio in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Here's our girl, Miss Christine the Queen Manica. Christine, welcome Yay. back to the show.
6: Hi, guys. How are, Doing how are you? Doing good. How are you? How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm feeling great. Oh, All good. right,
1: Christine yeah let's start off with last week's super bowl i think we can say that term now super bowl since the nfl season is over of course <laughs> uh, the los angeles rams are your 2021 super bowl champions after defeating the cincinnati Bengals. Cooper cup is your mvp the stud wide receiver out of eastern washington he was a triple crown winner in the nfl this year leading the league in catches receiving yards and receiving touchdowns of course they had their uh, the Rams had their parade through downtown los angeles the other day and sean McVay, the head coach and aaron donald uh who should have been the mvp in most people's minds the stud defensive tackle both of them said run it back run it back christine before we get your thoughts about the rams give us your thoughts about the game were you entertained were you bored
6: no, I, Did was, a I was fully inter- entertained. I said this is probably <laughs> the most competitive and fun Super Bowl game that I've watched in a long time because lately it's been a blowout. It hasn't been close, but they kept it very interesting. Both the LA Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. So I was I was very impressed overall. Did you agree with a uh, Cooper Cup winning MVP? Yeah, I I tweeted it. I just said, yeah, he should totally win the MVP. I knew it wasn't going to be Stafford getting it because when you throw an interception in the end zone, I don't think that deserves an MVP title. (laughs) But, you know, I thought it was going to be between Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald, and I thought, you know, Cooper Cup just, just had a better game.
1: Also, to uh, Aaron Donald, as we talked about Lakino in our last episode, the, um, when the Rams struggled uh, in the third quarter, the Rams, I believe, had three or four sacks in that third quarter alone. And Aaron Donald, in that in that defense of the Rams, kept Los Angeles in the ball game. But I want to go back th- to the other side for the Cincinnati Bengals. Of course, they came out in the third quarter. T. Higgins had that long touchdown catch. Of course, there were some questionable calls, especially at the end. There, uh, what did you s- stand on all this? christine that the do what did you think about the referees actually swallowing the whistle until the last drive game winning drive for the rams there was it justified in your mind or you just should just let them play
6: i, I thought it was interesting i remember during the around the first or second quarter the la rams they were caught holding a player and the refs didn't call that i know the mm-hmm. face mask and a holding call are a completely different situation but right. i think in the refs's mind i i think they were going to try to even it out because they probably thought okay we missed that call but but the face mask i mean it, it's kind of hard not to call them maybe they just really didn't see it who knows but yeah, I, I thought for the most part, you know, aside from those two questionable calls and then towards the <laughs> end, it, it, they kept it pretty, pretty clean for the most part.
0: Yeah, I, I really like the, you know, what do you think about that final drive? I know there were like some flags here, you know, here and there. You know, there yeah. were some calls late, but, you know, just a, you know, just a great catch. You know, Eli Apple, I know he's getting it you know, a lot from, you know, in Cincinnati the last few days. So what do you think about that Rams final drive?
6: It took what, fifteen plays? Whatever yep. that
4: case
6: yeah. is, gosh! Yep. I mean, if they were gonna do it, they might as well finish it off the way that they started it. So, did it take a while? Yes. Was I hoping that the Bengals would have a little bit of extra time on the clock to kind of come back and pull up against the the Rams again? Yes. But you know, if you're gonna work hard for fifteen plays, you might as well get the touchdown, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's the name
1: name of the game. Uh, Now, of course, the other headline uh, story from last week's Super Bowl was the halftime show featuring Mary J. Blige, Dr. Dre, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, and Kendrick Lamar. What did you think about the halftime show?
6: Can I just say, Mary J. Forty-six years old, she can still work it. Did you see those boots in her outfit? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was great. I thought it was the most energetic halftime show in a while. Um, I I figured NBC was probably holding their hand over the dump button, just waiting for something to waiting for something to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it was, I thought it was a great collaboration of, of great artists. Um, 50 Cent, that was a surprise one. It's kind of funny because 50 Cent, he actually came to Sioux Falls back in September um, to promote his champagne and whatnot. And then oh. he ended up going to one of the clubs in Sioux Falls and did a whole surprise set and whatnot. So it was kind of cool to say, hey, look, this guy just came to Sioux Falls. And all of a sudden, he's at the halftime. So <laughs> that kind of, that was kind of a cool local connection to, to throw in there. I think the set was great. I loved what they did to the field where they just covered it with the city of L.A. I absolutely love that. I think out of all the performers, I, I could have done without Kendrick Lamar just because I don't think it flowed well when it came to like the old school hip hop and kind of like, The early 2000s type of vibe he's great don't get me wrong but he didn't even play his number one song that everybody knows him for which is humble so i thought it was good but the way that it was flowing i don't think it really mixed with that part of the show
0: yeah yeah although it was weird because a lot of people thought that his part was the best part of the performance but really yeah yeah, there were some people that thought that maybe his part you know his and maybe uh eminem's party where he kneeled i don't know if that was planned or not you know, people were wondering whether yeah. that was planned but yeah those were like the two like top performances but,
6: yeah, I, but just I thought it was, was funny how i guess when eminem call, uh, came out like SoFi was shaking
4: yeah like,
6: <laughs> stadium was shaking and then what was it, a couple of days later there was a video of snoop dogg taking a taking a little hit before he did his little set and oh. like, what, what are you gonna do like it's it's snoop dogg number one it's legal in california yeah. he looked like he was having fun i just liked his little head movements when he did the da da, 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 da and i'm like that's so, <laughs>
0: that so that is so snoop
6: uh what about commercials were there any like big standout with your commercials no no absolutely not if something was going to go down this year i guess it would would have been the commercials i really don't think there was a big highlight or there was a one that was just like yeah this is great i did like the toyota commercial with the athletes and whatnot having kids go dream and stuff like Mm -hmm. that i also like the roku ad i think i'm saying that right with anna kendrick how like it really is describing the housing market and how it is right now and putting it in a barbie term like i thought it was hilarious
1: uh and speaking of before we move on speaking of the nfl uh, there's a story that's out today courtesy of our good friends at AwfulAnnouncing.com, that the nfl is seeking upwards of 50 million dollars per year for a sponsor for the the halftime show so they figure they still continue to get these big time acts to come and perform in front of a worldwide audience Mm -hmm. uh they want a a sponsor to sponsor that halftime show so the nfl is looking for another stream uh to make more money so that's what these professional sports leagues are all about just yeah. one quick note also before we move on 112 million people around the united states that's streaming yes. and and regular tv uh watched this year's super bowl compared to 95 million last yeah. year when the game yeah. was on cbs else to tampa uh kansas city super bowl which turned out to be an ugly blowout for tampa bay i want to ask you christine do you have a uh, i know that this uh, we know how some people know how the nielsen ratings work some people don't i don't know i know we have all these new tvs now i know lakina you remember they used to mail these ballots back and they only got it once in my childhood now do they have all these uh, Neil Serene chips and all these new TVs. I don't know, Christine, do you have, do you know if your TV has a, a, a Neil Serene chip? How, how do they do this now? Since we saw uh, advanced, te- uh, advanced in technology.
6: You, you know, Sid. I'll be honest. I don't think I can answer that question just because I do work for like a Nielsen rating, you oh, know, okay. area. So I, I don't oh, think I'm allowed all right. to answer that. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Mm-hmm. She don't want to get her in trouble. Oh yeah, but <laughs> yeah. Right.
4: yeah you We're know, about <laughs> out.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll say, well, yeah. It's one. Of, well, yeah. It's one of those things where you can kind of where like you got to go by streaming. You know. Also, Univision and also too. You know, with all the other, you know, you got you got people you're know, watching. Sure, yeah, at Peacock, mm-hmm. and you got people watching. You know. in groups so this year as opposed to the last couple years so it's yeah I mean it, it's sort of like strange how I guess it went from like 95 million l- last year to like 112 which you would think that maybe the Bengals or they're not really like a big you know of course you know who Joe Burrow is you know who Jamar Chase is but other than those guys I mean you really don't know but it could be the gambling aspect of it too so yeah it, it's sort of like you know what it, it's sort of weirded but okay if you're ABC you'll take
6: it yeah
1: yeah, if you have an old uh, Nielsen ratings box, uh give Christine a call. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> You'll
1: listen you listen to Second City Sports to Friday edition. We're live in the living color. Say Lakina and Christine are with you. Christine, let's move over to baseball. We kicked this topic off to start our show today. We're at day 78, I believe, of the MLB lockout.
6: The stage. Move on. Next topic. <laughs> oh well, well, we just gotta get your quick opinion.
1: <laughs> they they met I, I know, I know, they met for 15 minutes yesterday uh according to Jeff pass and now others uh, of from ESPN and other outlets that there the owners and the players are planning to meet next week every day of course uh the owners said that their target date is February 28 which is the last day of the month to get something done if they want to start the reg- regular season on time and uh, we talked about this at the top of the show there was there were there were some pundits and some experts on the social media that they were pessimistic and they were angry and rightfully so but there's people on the other side that say hey this is how business is done yes it's taking too long but it looks like they're moving in the right direction christine where do you where do you fall in all this
6: i guess a good direction is better than a bad or no direction right i i mean the only thing that they really accomplish within these meetings in the last couple of weeks is having a designated hitter like a universal designated hitter so that's something it's better than you know them just continuing butting heads over and maybe there's going to be some sort of a of a compromise because i know this i know the players and i know the owners they don't want to delay opening day they don't i i think they are feeling the effects of okay. Spring training is probably not going to happen. So this is what we have to do in order to keep baseball on track, especially now that COVID hopefully seems to be going down a little bit. We mm-hmm. we appear to be kind of at this endemic sort of speak. So we gotta we gotta find some way to bring you know America's pastime back, and that and hopefully that's the agreement that both the owners and the players agree with. Yeah. yeah. Do you think we'll miss any uh, regular season games? I think they're going to do whatever they can to avoid it. I I would say no at this point, but then again, next week, who knows? Yeah, sure
1: let's move over to some basketball and in particular the chicago bulls christine of course they're one of the top three teams in the eastern conference of course zach levine is still is going to participate in this weekend's activities he's going to be part of the three-point shootout tomorrow he's going to play in the all-star game on sunday of course he had his knees scoped the other day in los angeles he flew back to chicago to support his teammates the other day in their last game before the all-star breaking in the win over the sacramento kings Christine, what has impressed you more about this Bulls team this year?
6: I think I saw this the other day and it it appears that they always have a hard time going up against good teams. You, You know, it's kind of like with what happened with the LA Rams this year. They were great against okay and really bad teams. But when it comes to like teams that are at their level or maybe a little bit over it, they seem to fall out. So that I think is a concern um, do I think it's going to carry over to them in the playoffs? I hope not. Um, but like I said in the beginning, too, they have a really, really strong team, both the starting five and the bench players, and more importantly, a great supporting staff from the from the coaches. So they they have all the ingredients together. I think they just got to kind of act like, Maybe the team that they're playing against is really bad and then somehow win. I don't know. But they they (laughs) gotta find some sort of ingredient to get the, I guess you can say, get the yip out of them a little bit, you know?
0: Right. And hopefully, you know, hopefully, you know, Caruso comes back and Ball comes back. And and it looks like, you know, according to uh, Rick Carlisle of, you know, Lookout (laughs) Wolves and Shams, Tristan Thompson is gonna be a part of the team. And I guess in a couple of weeks because of, you know some of the various, um, you know, go through protocols and such. So, what do you think? You know, a big, how a big, how big of an addition is is he going to be for them?
6: I, I hope he doesn't bring the family drama. That's what I got to say about that. I really hope he doesn't bring any of that family drama behind him. I know a lot of athletes are, for the most part, pretty okay with keeping the personal stuff off the court and out of the locker room. But, but I hope for you know our team, this team's sake that that it's true that he does keep the family issues out because he is a good player you know he's still got it he's not what he was in the beginning but he's still a pretty gosh darn good player he's just got too much baggage outside of the court keep yeah,
0: it yeah, hope- keep, yeah keep that yeah keep that drama outside we don't we don't right. play the here in chicago tristan
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah uh, let me move on because if i say something we'll get kicked off i don't want to do know. that <laughs> Uh, staying with the Bulls, Christine, of course, DeMar DeRosa, who's also headed to the All-Star Game, representing the, the Bulls. Mm-hmm. Actually, he's going to be a starter. In his last seven games, he's he's he becomes the first player, since Will Chamberlain, to score over 30-plus points and shoot over 50-plus percent in for seven straight games. Where do you have him in the MVP conversation?
6: I think he's up there especially look there's a reason why he's a multiple all-star athlete there's a reason why people voted him on to say yeah bring him over there we want him on our team and the bulls are fortunate enough to have him so i wouldn't count him out of that conversation i think it just depends on the team and where the team can take him if he can go all the way then yeah i would put him as the mvp but if they're a little bit short you got to really analyze you know, his free throw shooting. You got to analyze the real basic stuff of who this player is.
0: Yeah, hopefully he can keep up this run that he's on as well. What about Vooch? Because he's been sort of the subject of, you know, Malign on Twitter or Bulls Twitter earlier this year. Now he looks like he has started to become that, you know, that that player that we, you know, that, okay, yeah, he was worth giving up you know, those, you know, those first round picks, but I really love his game. Is he like, they that, especially after the, his battle with COVID, he's finally adjusting, you know, okay, this is a vooch that we've been wanting to see. So what do you think about Vooch and his, uh, his play this so far?
6: I think things happen for a reason. You know, I, I think social media, it's a tough world. It's probably tougher than actually playing the game. So probably maybe he's thinking the haters in his head, I'm going to show him up yeah okay now I have COVID let me just work on myself to get better and to get stronger and I think he's proving that and he's coming over adversity
1: and keeping up with the Joneses we'll expand more into the NBA of course there was a big trade last week between the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers basically it was James Harden for for Ben Simmons Mm -hmm. what is your outlook for both those teams Christine do you think Philadelphia is now perhaps the number one team in the East. What do you think about the Brooklyn Nets, especially when hopefully Kevin Durant comes back?
6: I think the whole reason why they had that whole power group together for the Nets was to win a championship. And when James Harden saw that it wasn't getting it done and and Kyrie wasn't fully there, he's like, okay, let me go to a team that's 100%, that's still in the game, that's willing to win the game, and I'm going to help them, and I'm going to carry them on my back and support them how I thought I was going to be supported in Brooklyn. So I think it, it, it's for the better for him. You know, I think once he makes his presence known at, with the 76ers, and we know him as the James Harden that we see all the time, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think they could be a top contender. I mean, they're not too far behind from the from the bulls right now and with the heat since they're tied
0: yeah absolutely that should be a fun one also to the western conference real quick uh, the betting favorites are the suns and the warriors will it be between those two teams or do you take you know teams like the jazz and the nuggets and can either one of the la teams make a run
6: uh no for the Lakers. There's no chance. Like they're they're not going back to the playoffs. I I don't know. I know. This year's just not there, which is fine, you know. Um, I think the Suns, they're really impressive this year. I like the Warriors. They're starting to come back as the team that we saw, what was it, five, six years ago? They're starting to light it up a little bit more. Um, I wouldn't count the Grizzlies out necessarily. And as much as i think the name utah jazz is hilarious i wouldn't cut them out either basically Suns, warriors grizzlies jazz those teams in the top four either one of them can win it but i i think curry has a fire lit under him that wants and more a little bit
1: you listen to the friday edition of second city sports sid lakina and christine with you we're live in living color right here on sports zone chicago we have a couple of minutes left with our girl Christine Manica from KXRB Radio. Christine, I want to go back to football. Of course, uh, there's always a couple of teams that go from worst to first every year making the playoffs. And, of course, I hear a lot of people here in Chicago, and uh, they're saying with a new front office, of course, with Justin Fields going into his second year, the Bears could possibly be that team, not to necessarily make the Super Bowl, but to make the playoffs next year. Of course, coming up in the draft, they only have a, a second-round pick, a third-round pick, Two fifth round picks and a sixth round pick. Do you give the Bears any hope of turning this thing around? Um, we have free agency coming on March sixteenth. Yeah, it's
6: it's it's tough. I think it all depends on what they do in free agency, and it all kind of depends on the draft. That usually tells the draft like what a team is looking for. Are they looking to get heavy on the defensive side? Are they looking to have a a heavy offense um and when it comes to justin fields he got a little taste of what that could feel like people saw him at the super bowl game on sunday whether it was just for him to watch the game and enjoy it or to actually say okay this is where i want to be and it seems like him and coach floos have a good connection so far so let's just hope That unlike whatever's been swirling around with Nagy and what he's done with past players, uh, let's hope that this is a start of a good connection and that Fields is really committed to helping, whether it's, you know, Flues or anyone on the coaching staff to get this team to where they need to be. Maybe he's even saying, Hey, why don't we check out this guy? You, You never know. This is a whole new ball game for the bears. Now that there's an entire new front office. Yeah, what I position
1: would, be- would you go after with that second round pick, Christine? Offensive of lineman, wide receiver, or a trade that paid to get multiple picks. What would you do with that second round pick?
6: You know, considering the amount of times that Fields got sacked this year, I'd I would almost go for an O lineman. You know, someone okay. that can really defend Fields and actually pay attention to what's going on around him, especially since mm-hmm. Fields is known to just keep one back of the field and only looking in one direction.
0: <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see if maybe he gets some input. I guess you know your feels. I think they seem like they have a nice little camaraderie between yeah. him and Ebron So we'll see what happens. You know, what you about think about maybe trading Camille Camille Khalil Mac? You know, thirty half thirty one and a half million dollar cap hit. That's the that's the word for uh, for next season. So do they they trade him? Do they try to maybe put him in with maybe to try to get more picks? What 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 say you about this? You know, Mac trade Mac trading a uh, Khalil Mac? You know, they that's he's been going around on social media.
6: I think he's made the defense of the Bears as, as what it, it has been the past couple of years. He's made them stronger because, like I said, during the season, I remember when defense was the problem, you know, and now I feel like we kind of have that momentum back for the defensive side. Um, Having Khalil Mack be traded, that would be a big blow but I understand money. Money would be a factor. Um, I hope they can find a way to keep him. I hope maybe both Khalil and the Bears can come to some sort of an agreement to keep him here in Chicago because I think he's a great leader, especially for the newer guys that will be potentially on the team. So yeah, it it would be devastating, I think, if Khalil doesn't stay in Chicago. Devastating for the defense anyway.
1: Last question for me, Christine, of course, the winter Olympics are wrapping up this weekend from Beijing. Have you watched any of the events? If so, what has impressed you throughout the, the, throughout the winter Olympics?
6: Gosh, you know, I've watched, uh, skiing, snowboarding, figure skating, a little bit of the bobsled, um, uh, mostly of the downhill skiing and snowboarding. Um, a lot of the athletes, a lot of the younger athletes are crazy impressive. So you can see why uh guys like sean white and even some of the older figure skaters are just like okay this is not my game anymore you're doing quads you're doing all this 12 60 15 whatever squad. this is this is where i bow out and say okay let the next generation come in
0: yeah i love you know nathan chen's performance you know yeah just, you know dominated from the word uh jump uh chloe kim you know, gets her second straight uh mm-hmm. gold medal at her events um who who else uh uh, aaron jackson making history you know you know winning the 500 meters in uh speed skating just you know some great stories all around
6: unfortunately the rains were very good unfortunately but yeah i I think i was gonna say i think a lot of that too a we're still in a pandemic we just mm-hmm. got over the summer Olympics. So I think people are just like, wait a minute, we have more Olympics It's back. Like what's going on. <laughs> um, and then I also think a lot of the, some of the athletes I should say, um, kind of didn't shine the way that a lot of people were expecting. Yeah. I'll say Michaela Shefflin because yep. she, she even said this herself. She choked, she legitimately choked this yeah. Olympics. <laughs> I hope that she's able to come back. Uh, the next round for Olympics and and come back stronger, but it, it was very. I was really sad for her because you know you, you put so much time and energy into your craft, and then to come up short in basically all the events, it's it's tough. It's heartbreaking. So I hope wh- whatever is going on with her, I, I hope that she's okay.
0: Yeah, definitely, and also too, uh, the U.S. women, you know, Canada, you know, the you know the Canadians wanted to get, they wanted that gold medal back yeah. in women's hockey, so they, mm-hmm. they, you know, although U.S. did make it interesting, but I think I think can Canada's just a better team right now. I feel like in women's yeah. hockey, so, but yeah
1: yeah shout out to our girlfriend of the show lakina layla rahimi she yeah. did the, the satellite reporter for nbc so she yeah. did a great job um, plus she's the midday host on 67 to score monday through friday so great job by her christine as always great job by you i know you in your football off-season mode but we still gonna bring you on on this program here and there we'll figure out the schedule and um, we'll go a- a- according to plan where can the lovely people follow you on social media
6: they can follow me at cmanica underscore kxrb on twitter
1: and don't ask Uh, her about the nielsen ratings because she doesn't know anything yeah she can't
6: yeah she knows nothing (laughs) she doesn't know anything i know
0: nothing (laughs) all right all right christine well we'll figure out a schedule for it we we might try we might bring you on right before march madness too so sure all right all right you stay safe and uh yeah uh yeah just you know stay safe and uh, we'll talk to you soon
6: all right sounds good, guys
1: all right christine take care
6: all right bye bye
1: all right stay tuned for more sports and more fun as second city sports continues in hour number two with our chicago bulls nba power hour featuring our all-star panel they're going to break down the bulls first half of the season and um we'll go back in time to your favorite all-star uh, weekend memories you go to my twitter at ck80 uh, you, you can get a <laughs> sneak peek already lakina you know mm-hmm. what i'm talking about we discussed mm-hmm. it on this show discussed mm-hmm. some of the uh, events on the show a couple of weeks ago and we'll have a whole lot more f- more fun i'm sid that's lakina you're listening to sports zone chicago
4: AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash, powered by the Score app on 1330 and 95.9 Sports Zone. In men's basketball this weekend, 12th ranked Illinois is on the road at number 19 Michigan State. The Illini are coming off an upset loss at Rutgers. Looking to bounce back. Illinois is 11 and 4 in Big Ten play. Northwestern heads to Minneapolis. They'll face the Minnesota Golden Gophers tomorrow. Northwestern is 5 and 10 of the Big Ten. Minnesota is 3 and 11 in conference play. In women's basketball, Northwestern Lost at number five Indiana last night, sixty nine to fifty eight. Veronica Burton, twenty points, five rebounds, four assists. Northwestern is six and seven in the Big Ten. Illinois lost at Purdue, seventy to fifty four. Illinois is just one and ten in the Big Ten. Blackhawks outscored by the Blue Jackets last night, seven to four. Download the Score app today. Lightning fast sports alerts, so you never miss a thing. I'm John Thayer on thirteen thirty and ninety five nine Sports Zone Chicago.
0: Welcome back to the quickest podcast ever, brought to you by Kohl's. Today's topic, Valentine's Day
6: savings. You know, there's nothing I love more than a good deal. You mean like 60% off jewelry,
4: 25% off pajamas, and 25% off Hula throws and pillows? I just may have to treat myself this year. Did I mention you can get an extra 15, 20, or even 30% off with a Kohl's card and earn
6: Kohl's cash? Okay. Now that I'll take over candy and flowers any day. Flex Styles,
4: 15% offer ends February 14th. Hula Burra by UG. do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. Yes, I'm so sorry about the wait, ma'am. I'll be with you shortly. Um, Carrie, how many appointments did we book at 2.30? Jen's physical therapy clinic is pretty stretched. He needs another PT before patients get bent out of shape. You get fresh ice back in Ms. Davis's name. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Welcome back to our number two of Second City Sports on the hashtag Friday edition, right here on Sports zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at Sid80. Once again, at Sid80. That's S I D K I D eight zero. That's S I D K I D eight zero.
0: You follow me at McGee on the Twitter and Akino's Scrum McGee on
1: the IG. If you if if you have a question or comment for us during our Chicago Bulls NBA power hour, you can go to Sports On Chicago's Facebook page or Sports On Chicago on YouTube. Type in questions or comments in the comments section. Lakino will get them up on the screen for you. We're gonna bring on our all star panel for you guys to uh discuss the Bulls in the NBA at, at large and also this hour, Lakino. We'll get into our black history tribute since the all-star games in Cleveland. This week again, I have a surprise for you guys later on in the show. And we're going to discuss your favorite all-star memories. If you want a sneak peek, go to my Twitter page at CK80. You'll get a sneak peek there. Let's, uh, without further ado, Lakeen, let's bring on our panelists for uh, today's show. First up, our, our guy at War Media. He covers the Bulls in the NBA at large for war media here comes the uh, the young stud mr joshua m hicks josh how you Yay. doing today my man
3: said lakina hope i was well with you guys and glad to be back on the show man
0: killing it killing no it as problem, always, no problem no
1: problem yep uh next man up uh he's part of the ball on bulls podcast and he's a co-host on the locked on bulls podcast he is uh, our main Yay. man mr
2: big
7: dave watson Big day! What's
2: going on, my man? Did I get it man, right? So you hit,
7: no, you you hit that right. Even when you said my name, you kind of made me want to run through a wall real quick. Like <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good, man. That was up. That was up. <laughs>
1: All right, thank you for joining us as always, and of course, we have uh, the president of bulls nation uh he is a spokesperson for all bulls fans all around the world <laughs> he's another good friend of the show he's a uh, big dave watts his other co-host of the lot dumb bulls podcast here comes mr matt peck matt welcome back to the show how are you what's up my good people i'm great how y'all doing we're doing good we have one more panelist that's gonna join us uh coming up in a few minutes here um, right here on our Bulls NBA Power Hour. So let, let, let's get it started. We have a um, we have a, an hour to go, and let's get right to it. The Chicago Bulls, they're right up there in the Eastern Conference. Uh, despite all the injuries, COVID, and everything else, what's going on with Zach Levine's uh, knee issues, as of right now, we know he's going to participate in a three-point shootout, and he's going to play in, in this Sunday night's All-Star Game. Josh, I'll start with you. Give us your thoughts about the Bulls' first half of the season to this point.
3: Um, slightly surprising. Slightly, Uh, just because I mean, we thought that obviously with the turnaround that Arturs Karniulis and Mark Eversley have done and revamping his whole entire roster and getting top tier talent for like Zach Levine to play along with, obviously we thought there's gonna be a a huge jump. I did not think though we will be the number one team in the Eastern Conference. That's a testament to the culture that's being set there the leadership of Mark Eversley, Karnisovic and also the leadership of Billy Donovan and his coaching staff, being a player's coach, being able to adapt to his players' skill sets and creating an offense that works for everyone and make the offense flow. Um, That's a tough, and not to mention uh, the chemistry that's being built there with uh, Alice Caruso and Lonzo Ball, DeMar DeRozan playing at the MVP caliber caliber uh, talent right now. It's, the way the Bulls have constructed this is so unique mm-hmm. that you can argue that we haven't had anything like this since actually pre-Gar Pax era, back mm-hmm. in the Jordan days. Mm-hmm. Because even though, even during Gar Pax, you had Derek Rose, you had Kyle Corver, you had the Ronnie Brewers and things of that sort. They were a good team, but could you honestly say that they were they were going to gel this well as of right now for a long term? No, you you never thought that. So, this team constructed for the next few years is, is, is structured to be a very, very good fit. And the fit that on under Billy Donovan's offense and his system is just a testament to how this front office is moving. I'm excited. I'm happy for Bulls fans. And it's something that for uh, both teams to get moved to the future because, as you already see in this buyout market, top tier talents are trying to come to the shot and win a ring and they show and in showing that the bulls are content, are a real or the real deal pretty much when it comes to those uh those type of situations which obviously we know has been a huge lack ever since guard Packs, guard, guard the Garpa's era existed.
0: Dave
7: Oh man, uh that was that was so well put. Um yeah, if you if you had the bulls like top one or two seed at the All-Star break raise your hand. And let me give you some money and a high five and a hug
2: because
7: <laughs> <laughs> there's no way, there's no way. I don't think anybody had this team where they are right now. Um, we thought they were going to be good. you know, Like Josh said, Like we thought they were going to be good. We knew what DeMar DeRozan was. We knew what Lonzo was. We knew what Caruso would bring. We saw where all the fits were, what all the pieces were, and what they were going to bring to this team. But you didn't see Ayo coming. You know what I'm saying? You you even didn't see the the slump of Vooch coming and them still being successful. You didn't see the Patrick Williams injury coming. You didn't see Kobe White coming. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a lot of things you just didn't see that you weren't factoring in. At least let me speak for me. that like, I wasn't factoring in to be like, okay, well this will be a top two seed. You know what I'm saying? Tied for first place at the All Star break. But man, I I love it. Like I love being this wrong. It's amazing. You know what I'm saying? I'm like yes, this is what I wanted. I wanted to. I want Bulls fans to enjoy this, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's new. And Josh is right. Like, I'm sitting here thinking, like, yeah, like this is definitely pre-Garpex era, something like this. The, the only way I could kind of compare this to in, in a gelling like that was um when the Bulls went 72 and 10, because they were they weren't that good, you know what I'm saying, right. the year prior year before. Even though they went to the second round, you know, Mike coming back on baseball, you know, it wasn't that good. They added Dennis Rodman, they added a rebounder and went 72 and 10 and you know won the finals. This team, you know, you added DeMar, you know what I'm saying? Like Vooch was there, you know, Zach was there, Kobe and those guys were there. But you added a point guard and you added uh, DeMar DeRozan and some defense in Caruso off the bench. And you're one of the best teams in the entire Eastern Conference at the All-Star break. It's so crazy, man, but it's beautiful to watch. I love watching it. I love laughing about it. I love talking about it. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's a joy to talk about.
2: Matt? Yeah, I mean, I, I like what Josh was saying when you kind of break down where this team has been through a chronology of their front offices. Um, and, and I also think about it on timelines of you know where was this team a year ago, where was this team two years ago? As we're gearing up for All Star Weekend, I came by, I hung out with you guys in studio for Chicago All Star Weekend. I recall, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the the Bulls were the laughing stock of the NBA. Oh yes, two yes. years <laughs> ago, yes. two years ago, the Bulls mm-hmm. were the laughing stock of the NBA. You know, you had Zach up on that panel. Bulls fans chanting fire guard packs behind him on national television. So yes, I would count myself among the, the, you know, uh, bulls nation people who are pleasantly surprised by how well this has gone. Like Dave said, one seed at the all-star break, even a share of the one seat, no. I would have told you you were on drugs and depending <laughs> on the kind, like, you feel, like, scary,
5: you know? like uh,
2: But I mean, especially when you consider all of the key guys that have been out for as many games as they have been out, Pete up going down in game five, Lonzo Caruso, Javante missing time, Derek Jones Jr. Missing time, even Zach and Demar missing time. It's nuts where they are. And then I guess I would say, Let's also not count our chickens quite yet. I know people are thrilled where the Bulls are right now, and people are also looking forward to getting some of these key guys back who are still Mm -hmm. on their way back. P-Dub, Caruso, Lonzo, adding interest in Thompson on the buyout market. But take a gander at that schedule coming out of the All-Star break if you have it. The Bulls got 23 games left, and they're five spots clear of that seventh seed and the play-in tournament. I would I would say it would be quite a shocking downfall to see them slide all the way down to seventh from where they are right now. But you got the Bucs three times. You got Hawks twice. You got Cavs twice. You got the Celtics and Sixers again. You still got to play the Jazz and the Suns. This schedule is brutal. So we're going to find out as they get some of these guys back just how re- real this team is.
7: Why can't people be happy, man? Just let people be happy right now. Why can't y'all step on them, man? (laughs) Let them
2: them have it. I wouldn't be me if I was telling folks fans. (laughs) It is great.
7: We know the truth. We see what it is. Let them have this. It's the all-time break. Right.
3: (laughs) And and (laughs) see that out of all the all the all the wonderful things you said, you forgot one of the biggest things. The fact that we was able to put in Alfonso McKenzie, Solomon Mm -hmm. Hill. Mm-hmm. Illinois Chicago brothers. Yes, in this Chicago hometown team stretch, and they're contributing. The development of Io, Chicago hometown guy. They're contributing. They're on the roster. Like Mackenzie's actually- yeah. <laughs> McK- <laughs> on the roster
2: for about another six hours. You are. F- <laughs> You're absolutely right on that. It. So, it
3: sucks he has to give up a spot to someone that steals other people's girlfriends and wives. I don't
6: know. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, Alfonso, I'm sorry about that. But uh, but everybody else, at least they're staying put. You know, they've actually contributed they've <laughs> to the city, to the hometown. They're, you know, they're putting in some work. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, uh, you know, give my applause to them for staying along the way. And and just it just shows the type of culture that the Bulls got, man. I can't i couldn't forget
0: them You can't forget them okay well we're about to bring on our other panelists uh he is a uh, one half of Ix the bigs here is you know somebody your know, friend of the show you know he you know they cover he and eugene mcintosh do a great job he is terrence tomlin terrence what is up how are you hey.
5: what's going on what's going on hey. thank you thank you i appreciate hey. that i'm actually been enjoying the conversation from the sideline I don't know if you guys want me to jump in because I yeah, feel like on. Matt may have yeah. a sidekick. Come, come on. Come on, <laughs> come on, Terrence. give us
0: your thoughts on all this. Yeah.
5: First of all, I feel like uh there's definitely a lot to be said when it comes to the fact that the bulls are playing a much higher level of basketball than they have been over the past couple of seasons. Uh, the fact that they've been able to take a leap instead of just a couple of baby steps. Which I feel like the fan base would have been okay with as well, you know, Mm -hmm. moving in the right direction just is what needed to happen after getting rid of, you know, the after moving out of the guard packs era. But to be playing around with the top seed in the East is definitely enough reason to just sit back and kick your feet up at the All Star break. Like I'm happy where these guys are but with being at the top of the Eastern conference comes higher expectations. And the conversation is a little bit different. And I'm wondering how long they can stay there. Like you guys just mentioned uh, before I came on after the, you know, after the break, it gets real. Yeah. yeah. And, And this is still a team that is battling a whole heap of injuries. And, you know, unfortunately, I feel like science says that they are just going to take a drop. You know, know, they're just things are going to level out just a little bit. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. they'll drop down to that playing category, Mm -hmm. uh, but I I don't want to get my expectations so high Mm -hmm. when I know that after the trade deadline, a lot of those teams in the East added while the Bulls kind of stayed the same. I know they're getting Tristan Thompson, but that's more of a wait and see what he has left in the tank kind of a situation. Even though he does address a need, mm-hmm. um, I feel like where they are right now, uh, they still are a very dangerous team. If some of those guys come back and can play at a high level after being off for a long time.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's, see, um, I, go ahead. Dave. Yeah, go ahead. Dave.
5: I don't
7: disagree with anything you or Matt are saying. I'm saying at the all stop break. <laughs> and all the stuff they've been through, the gauntlet they went through early on, the injuries they dealt with, the Omicron, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, all that all that COVID, everything, oh, yeah. everything they went through, Zach Levine's knee, you know what I mean? Like all that stuff they went through, it's good for them, like you said, to kick their feet up at the All-Star break for a couple days, at least a weekend, and enjoy mm-hmm. what they did, you know what I'm saying, coming in because as soon as the kicks off for part two, the gauntlet part two kicks off when they get back. And it's nasty. And they haven't beaten those teams. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They have not yeah. won against Philly, uh, Bucks, you know what I'm saying? All those teams. at Miami. They haven't beaten any of those teams. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, we know the gauntlet is coming and we know the injuries things, those usually catch up. But in that first gauntlet, they weren't fully healthy either when they went out West. And nobody expected them to come back with that over mm-hmm. 500 record that they did. But it's yeah. going to get extra tough because you're playing in your conference. We understand that. But just kick your feet up for the weekend, is all I'm saying. Like it's yes. June weekend,
5: up <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? The Bulls can they deserve to kick their feet up. You know, oh when yeah. You talk about what DeMar DeRozan has been able to do this season. And then the way he finished the first half, the tear that he's on right now, is it, something really special. And you're yeah. talking, you're talking to somebody who's really stingy with that Derrick Rose MVP season mm. and holding that up as you know mm-hmm. the best season since Mike, DeMar DeRozan is giving that season a run for his money simply because I feel like he's doing some things. I don't know if, you know, he's scoring at a clip Derek wasn't scoring mm-hmm. at, you know? Right. And, and it's just been amazing to watch. And, uh, the last five mm-hmm. games leading into the break, oh man, he just put the, the, the team on his back. And, um, I'm proud, you know, you feel like as a Chicago Bulls fan, I'm just proud of the effort mm-hmm. that these guys come and just, you know, exhibit every single night. Really? I O. A guy that we covered in high school, uh, me and my partner Eugene, and 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 honestly, that's my favorite part of the season. I can't front guys. I've been tuning in to watch IO, you know, and um, I feel like the the whole fan base has that, you know, at a certain point. But I want to go back to his freshman year at Morgan Park, uh, where yeah. he was, where he was just kind of playing the background behind guys like Charlie uh, Charlie Moore. Uh, who's doing this thing at University of Miami right now, but you saw the potential. And one thing I, I we always saw in him, even back then, that I feel like has carried him in his rookie season, is that he is so fearless and so willing to learn, and which, which puts him on a path where he learns so fast and, and puts him in situations where other rookies would back down. He's rose to the occasion each time. It's just a bunch of, Things going on with this Bulls team, where I feel like even in the scheme of the big picture, you just got to be very happy with what's going on.
0: Yeah, and also too with uh, DeRozan. Where do you guys think he is in the MVP discussion? You know, I've heard you know Charles so yesterday he's up there, and you know you have Embiid what he's been doing. You know, Curry kind of stepped, you took a step back, a few steps back a little bit after you know just you know going all you know going crazy early on Dave I'll start with you where do you think DeMar is in the MVP discussion
7: I got DeMar third uh right now uh I got him B first and I got uh Joker second but I got DeMar third uh right now uh who did I have it for I cannot remember who I had for but I had Jive uh, mm-hmm. at five um Giannis, yes thank at you four? I had Giannis uh at fourth correct correct thank you Giannis at four and uh, John Moran at five. But yeah, I got DeMar definitely at third because you have to, for me, when I look at MVP voting, I look at definitely your stats. But then after that, I'm looking at winning. like Because I think that's very, very truly important. I, I think uh, the stats are important and you're not winning if you're doing something astronomical. If you're doing something I've never seen before in NBA history, like when I watched Westbrook average a triple double you know what I'm saying, for the entire season. His team, I think, was the sixth seed. Okay, I've never seen anybody have a triple-double for the entire year, bro. You got it, you know what I mean? Like, I understand that. DeMar DeRozan and what he's doing. When you're up there with, with Wilt Chamberlain, you know what I'm saying, and you're talking about Michael Jordan, and you're eclipsing those kind of guys with the numbers and things that you're doing, that's reaching mythological status because those guys are myths, you know what I'm saying? Those guys are ghosts. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody reaches that kind of plateau. And the fact you're eclipsing that, and you're standing alone in this season, I I don't see how I cannot have you that high, especially when your team is winning and especially when you're the main guy doing it and you're doing it not with your full team out there. Like when when nobody's really picking you guys to continue to do anything and you're doing it game after game after game after game and the high percentage of shooting from the field and you're doing it without a three-point shot in a game where guards just simply don't do that. Guards and forwards just simply don't do that at all. And he's probably shooting his highest percentage that he shot probably in the past few years. I think he's at like 31 or something like that. But it's the highest he's shot in the past few years because he was not up there at all. But it's just amazing watching him and what he's doing on that floor, man. So yeah, I, I got him at three.
0: Matt?
2: Um, to me, basically I have Embiid, Joker, and Giannis as the top three um, in that order. And then I think there's actually a pretty substantial drop-off when you talk about who rounds out the top five and the rest of the top ten. And so put DeMar anywhere in there you want. You can put him four. I have no issue with that. If you put him fourth, ahead of Steph Curry, ahead of either of the guys in Phoenix, whether it be CP3 or Booker, ahead of Dave's boy, John Morant, um, they're, they're all having incredible seasons. But to me, there is no disputing who that top three is when you look at their numbers. There's, I mean, they, there is a tier. And that tier is those three and then Demar is in the second tier and it's incredible what he's doing to even be in the top five mvp conversation nobody saw that coming zero people like dave said you know raise your hand if you had the bulls as a one seed raise your hand if you had Demar mvp candidate nobody right nobody. um but i i do think that those three big men uh B joker and Giannis are on a slightly higher tier than the other candidates and Demar. You know, I, I think it's very possible that Demar sneaks in as a top five
5: finisher, but I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't either. Terrence, you know what? I'm over here. I, I'm cheating a little bit, guys. I'm looking at the, uh, I'm looking mm-hmm. at the guys' uh, numbers. I'm looking at Jokic, Giannis, and beating Demar Derozan because I didn't want to seem crazy for saying this, but I don't know how Demar doesn't sneak out as as your MVP at the at the break. I don't Mm. see how he's not number one. Say it. Say it then. (laughs) (laughs) He's played the most games. He's shooting around 51%. Leading the league in points scored. Averaging about 29 points per game, which is only behind Embiid. And, and, And that's the guy who I feel like if DeMar was going to steal it, he had to wrestle it away from Embiid. But because their numbers are so similar, so impactful at at a similar level, I look at the state of their teams, and each team has dealt with the plethora of injuries. Uh, You look at the Nuggets, uh, everything uh, with Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Just losing those guys is huge to them. You look at their record real quick. I'm sorry. If you guys know their record, let me know. The Nuggets are 33 and 25. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Sixers are 35 and 23. And the Bulls are 38 and 21, as you guys know. Mm-hmm. You know what? DeMar DeRozan <laughs> is it, it's smelling like an MVP. I don't <laughs> I, I'm looking for reasons to not give it to him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like DeMar DeRozan is giving me every single reason to give it to him. Mm-hmm. Still, my official answer, I'd probably go with Joel Embiid. Uh, ben, losing Ben Simmons, the caliber of player that's not on the Sixers. You know I mean, the drop-off after Embiid on mm. that Sixers team is absolutely insane. He's expanded his game to be more of a playmaker, uh, even though we already knew he had that, but he, he's he been more of that this season. i probably lean Embiid, but I feel like DeMar DeRozan is in that top three in between uh, Joel Embiid and Jokic, and i go ahead and put Giannis at four.
0: Josh,
3: man, I'm just going to keep this short. Your Joel's number one right now for me, but we might be, we have to be mindful of the fact that the league also loves storylines and narratives. DeMar DeRozan is the biggest narrative right now. We talk about from coming from being voted as the worst signing, contract signing of the entire off season to being the number, to a top five MVP candidate. I will not be surprised if he slips in there being within the number two slot. I think Joel Embiid obviously is doing, obviously doing his thing, doing incredible stuff everywhere on the court, doing it all for for Philadelphia and keeping them afloat for sure. He's definitely deserving of that that voting pick. But that narrative of bringing DeMar DeRozan in, elevating the Bulls from trash to, it's like ashes to beauty. And hmm. it's it, that's a, that's a narrative I know. And in Chicago, on top of that, haven't had anything like that since the Derrick, since Derrick Rose as the youngest MVP. I, Spe- I'm
2: speaking just, oh. of narrative MVPs, Derrick Rose. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to start any fights, but a lot of people were like, "Yeah, no, LeBron was the MVP. They just got sick of giving it to LeBron." Same
7: thing oh, happened stop. to Michael with
5: Charles and <laughs> with Charles and and Carl. Did Le- yeah, Lebron finish in the top three of MVP boating that year? We got to we got to look at the stats on that. We got to go back and revisit that. I know that's low hanging fruit. No, but it's right but there. Yeah, still still fruit. It's
0: up there. He was up, up there. Still was sweet. there. The fruit is still- yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Real
2: quick, <laughs> I mean, real quick. Talking to one of the biggest LeBron haters on the planet, and I, I still feel like that D Rose MVP was a. Little-
0: Narrative.
5: Oh me, man. Season this season was you wild <laughs> You <laughs> The Bulls that entire season, it, it just it was Derek Roses to lose. But real quick, guys, I, I want to say we may have to put some respect on our boy the Joker's name, okay? Oh, yeah. yeah. Agreed. Oh yeah. Shoot, totally. Shooting about 60%, you know, uh 24 points per game, eight assists. Uh 14 rebounds. That's that's nasty as hell. That's nasty as
0: hell. And and I don't want to say he's doing it by himself, but look, you know, Murray is still out. He's kind of been sort of Mm -hmm. like a one-man wrecking crew with all the triple doubles and such. So
5: yeah, Yeah, I I would
0: be surprised. Yeah.
7: And that's why I got him, you know, second. It's the fact that he's doing all this at center. You know what I'm saying? And then doing it, and then doing it after winning the MVP the year before, you're almost having a better season. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm-hmm. i gotta have you up there in the top three even though your team you know is six are they're the reason you're even there you know what i'm mean? saying like i have to yeah, give thanks. them that kind of love for that so oh yeah oh
0: yeah
2: and, and you know i don't know if you guys follow that twitter account nba math that does all those tpa graphs like on a weekly basis and any other kind of advanced analytics graphs about nba players this season there's always just like a huge cluster right at the you know xy mm-hmm. axis and some slightly separating from the crowd in the very tippy top right corner of every single graph is who the joker, <laughs> the joker. every <laughs> single time mm-hmm.
0: what lots of geometry man. involved who knew a lot of geometry <laughs> of being involved in the nba stats who would have thought <laughs> all right man. so oh uh, yeah so uh so far in the east besides the bulls who do you think has been like the most surprising team has it been cleveland who i don't think they're gonna fall off a little bit i feel like Miami. I, I know our girl lana's not here today so you, know, you go feel feel free to uh go feel you know, go free for all in the miami uh Matt, Matt. i know if you're going to do that so. so terrence i'll start with you
5: you know what I, I really like the way the uh the toronto raptors play mm. ah, I, yes. I feel like that's a team that's uh put together a group of guys that have you know have a special chemistry so uh those teams are always dangerous outside of that i think i'm more surprised at how bad the Nets have been, yeah, you know, and not necessarily bad, but I didn't know that they would medal at the bottom of the standings like that. Uh, but outside of, you know, that I, the Bulls, you know, the, the, Chica- the Chicago Bulls, and, and the way that they have weathered the storm and stayed at the top of the Eastern Conference. Um, I thought the Atlanta Hawks would be a little bit better than they've been. But yep. I know that mm-hmm. over the last few weeks, they've showed that they kind of have a switch that that they can kind of turn on and play at a higher level. I don't know if they will be the team that they were last season, but I think that they can play better than they've been. Um, but I, I'm looking at that Raptors team. Like, if can the Bulls stay as far away from those guys <laughs> as they can? You know what I mean, they, those guys are like the snake that's you know slithering and waiting just to to sneak up on you. So I'll go ahead and throw my hat on those guys. Josh.
3: Nah, T, you said you said all the right things, man, for sure. But if you talk about if I have to choose the most surprising, I mean Cleveland. It's Cleveland. Like, do you know how bad they were <laughs> on left? Like, yeah. it's Cleveland. <laughs> Between All Star Darius Garland, obviously All Star Jared Allen. You yes. have a whole that starting, makes
0: it happy. That makes it happy.
3: Starting, right, Sid. You have a whole starting lineup of just half of your lineup as big men. We traded larry there for god's sake we finally got him out of chicago and traded him to cleveland and they're sitting in the top four or five teams in the eastern conference mm-hmm. like i think this is a huge testament to the emergence of Darius garland um and what he, what that young team has been able to do evan mobley rookie of the year doing his thing down there mm-hmm. but we also got to give credit to J.B. Bickerstaff and what he has yeah. done with his coaching mm-hmm. that young team and putting it all together to where they're not just competing, mm-hmm. but they're winning games, which is something that Cleveland has last. I think this is the, literally the first time since LeBron, you know, for Cleveland mm-hmm. to actually recoup after mm-hmm. LeBron has left somewhere. And mm-hmm. they're doing it in such a great fashion where I'm going to be that guy where
7: you know,
3: LeBron's finishing this contract with the Lakers soon. I oh, don't so no. trying to go back. Oh boy. Jack Renner is playing a thing. Vince Ferries. <laughs> series. Here we go. I'm not saying <laughs> it's gonna <not an> happen,
2: <laughs>
3: but it, it could be a potential possibility. I mean, he looks and looks very adamant. had it. for Darius Garland and Jared Allen. He had to have the Cleveland boys go with them coming back home. So how I can mean, oh. hey. I don't know. Uh, uh, uh. I'm just saying. Like I'm just sipping my tea and just saying. But anyway, (laughs) but overall, yeah, Cleveland for sure is the most surprising team in the East for me. Definitely did not see them coming into the top four or five heading off. Mm.
0: Matt,
2: you think? lebron james ever wants to deal with dan gilbert ever again hell no <laughs> Hell no! <laughs> only time for the rest of his life lebron's ever crossing the state line into ohio is when he has a scheduled appearance at one of his i promise schools that's it he is a west coast guy now that's for it game over real. for real for real all right not even from <laughs> cleveland he's from akron no um, <laughs> That being said, I completely agree with Josh. The most surprising team in the East has to be Cleveland. Like when Mm. I was looking at the moves the Bulls made, feeling confident that they were definitely going to be better than they were last year. But knowing that the East was getting better and better and more competitive, I kept counting Detroit and Cleveland as the two teams that I knew for sure the Bulls were going to be better than. Mm. (laughs) And no disrespect, like Dave knows this. I've been a huge Darius Garland fan since he was coming into the draft. Like that's who I wanted the Bulls to get. I, I was like, we're not getting one or two, we're not getting Zion or Job. Ja, but if we could somehow steal Darius Garland out of this draft, that would be amazing. It didn't mm. happen, but I've always been a firm believer in his and a fan of his. And so when Sexton went down, I was like, All right, Darius Garland's gotten real opportunity in front of him now to prove that he's just as good, if not better. And like you mentioned, the immersion of Mobley, um, like like wow, that guy's already amazing. He's only gonna keep getting better. Thanks. And and then like you know like sneaky low key and it happened a few days before the deadline but I think Levert Adam Levert was maybe one of the more overlooked and big oh, yeah. impact moves that dude. That that Cavs team like yeah they they're for real they're for real.
7: Yeah, as a heart attack as a heart attack. They're for real. They man, um, honestly. I'm going to go with the Bulls. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with the Bulls. I know I mean, you can say Cleveland. I get it. I know you can say Cleveland and all that, but the reason I say the Bulls is just like Matt said, All everybody kind of assumed Cleveland was just going to be bad. You know what I'm saying? And them being good. You get one of those teams all the time, every single year in the NBA. That's a young team that kind of surprises you with where they finish in the standings and you know how they play. You get one of those all the time. Every The thing you keep seeing on Twitter and you're going to keep seeing is people replaying what people were saying what the Bulls were going to do. That's why you keep mm-hmm. seeing the reports out there, the worst free agent signing out there. The Bulls won't even finish in the play-in game. They ain't got no defense. They're going to be this bad and this kind of bad and this kind of bad. Even with two All-Stars on their team and adding DeMar DeRozan, they still were picking them to be hot ass. So the <laughs> fact that, the fact that, true, that they are out here at the top of the – the top of the conference, not the top of their division, the top of their conference in the east, and the only thing that might bring them down is injuries, even though I still think Billy Donovan is too good of a coach. And you know, guys are going to be coming back, we'll see how that plays out when they run through that gauntlet again. We'll see how that plays out, but man, I think it's the Bulls because everybody on the national level was riding the Bulls, <laughs> saying they weren't going to be anything, including me. I didn't, I wasn't riding them, but I did not have them right now. Top of the East uh, right now, man. I thought they were going to finish uh, sixth when they, when it's all said and done. But where they at right now, man, listen, I don't think anybody, anybody thought that the Bulls would be the best team if or one of the best teams in the East.
1: We're at the halfway part on our Chicago Bulls NBA roundtable right here on Second City Sports for a Friday edition live in the living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid isley and We're joined by our all-star panel, Joshua M. Hicks, Big Jay Watson, <laughs> Matt Peck, and Terrence Thomas from X the Bigs Media. Guys, let's go to the NBA at abroad. Of course, uh, one of the big teams that always gets tossed about talks gets talked about is the Los Angeles Lakers. They're on the outside looking in as far as the ace spot on the playoffs. They still technically in the play in tournament, LeBron James, uh, um, age is creeping up on him. He's been injured most of his time in Los Angeles outside the 2020 championship season. Anthony Davis, Chicago's very young is out a month. Once again, with an ankle injury, Terrence, I'll start with you. Do the Lakers make the playoffs or not?
5: Judging on the way Anthony Davis grabbed his ankle, I feel like the answer is gonna be no, man. Oh they didn't make any moves. I mean, that's a team that's just playing to play, it feels like. I don't feel like they have much after LeBron and Anthony Davis. And uh I I just don't see it right now, guys. I and and that's coming from a guy that loves the Lakers, man. I'm just not feeling it for the Lake Show right now,
0: Matt.
2: So when you say make the playoffs, does making the play in but not getting out of the play in count?
0: That's, but, yes. Yeah. If, yeah. That's probably yeah. what
5: I'm thinking of, Matt. Yeah.
2: I I think they can still hang on to nine or ten. Like even mm-hmm. after trading everybody off, Portland has weirdly recently won a, a, a string of games. You know, but like the bull. I mean the the Lakers are four and a half clear of San Antonio in eleventh right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think LeBron's gonna let them fall all the way out. I mean, I, you know, I agree with T. Like, that losing AD is huge. And this team is two years removed from winning the title in the bubble. You know why? Because Anthony Davis was playing like an MVP. Um, and they also had a solid cast of role characters around them. Like, you know, I love the fact. I drink the tears of Lakers fans who miss Alex Caruso right now. It's phenomenal. Um, just in, in general, I'm a big schadenfreude guy. I love finding joy in other people's misery, especially when it comes to LeBron and the Lakers I've hated the Lakers my entire freaking life um (laughs) I mean like I just don't see it And when they signed Westbrook I was like gonna blow up in their face there's no way it won't blow up in their face and gee what do you know it's blowing up in their face and the fact that they did nothing at the deadline I know Bulls fans were up in arms about AK and Eversley doing nothing the Lakers did nothing and I was listening to an episode of the low post uh with Zach Lowe and I believe it was Ramona Shelburne you know Ramona's all over Lakers news all the time mm-hmm. and she was basically saying the you know the Lakers Brain Trust got together and said hey uh well LeBron you kind of you made this mess of a bed you figure it out because we don't want to mortgage <laughs> oh like, yeah they've already mortgaged their future to put this team together they gotta what? mortgage their grandchildren's future if they wanted to do anything <laughs> to do story.
5: Sorry. <laughs> brody. sorry 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 Ronnie. It's crazy.
2: <laughs> so maybe maybe they'll survive and keep you know keep their you know hopes alive temporarily in the play in. Maybe they even play their way out of the play in, but yeah. first first round exit at best at best.
0: Dave,
7: wow, yeah, I I think that's why I was shocked when you said not the play-in. because I was thinking the play in. You know what I mean? Like they'll get in like nine or ten and might sneak in that way. I. I okay. Cause I just can't bet against LeBron not going to the playoffs like that don't even sound right to me like him just not going there so I can't bet against it uh but it ain't looking good <laughs> like you said man when I look at your lineup you know what I mean and you are reliant on Stanley Johnson doing something you know what I mean? Like that's not good things You know what I mean? That's Bulls not.
2: Cut. You know
7: what I mean? Yes, <laughs> you know what I'm yes,
2: saying? Yes. You know what when I'm the saying? Bulls had nobody healthy,
7: they cut Stanley Johnson, bro, and they got him. It, it was like what two year deal right now? That, <laughs> you <know what laughs> mean? we you rolling with him, man. Yo, man, that's not good looks at all, man. So, but it's they're in trouble. I mean, they're in serious trouble, and it doesn't look like in even going in the next season they can make a huge move. You know what I mean? It feels like this is kind of the team that they're going to have. Like, because that Westbrook contract is nuts. It's insane. You know what I mean? It's huge. It's going to be really difficult to move. Now, I'm sure they'll do something. They'll, they'll come up with something in the offseason. But as far as the playoffs and them making it right now, it's hard to bet against LeBron. Um, but I think they'll be in the play-in, man, because LeBron is having a spectacular year on the low. Like, that's crazy what he's doing in, in what, this 19th year in the league? Yep. Watching what he's doing out there is insane, man. That that dude is special. So, but yeah, I say like ninth to ten, they'll they'll get a play in.
0: Josh.
3: Yeah, I I agree. I think they're gonna get a play-in, <clears throat> but I have a little bit more optimism than you guys do, and slightly because of the last couple games that they that Russell Westbrook has played in. Obviously, Russell Westbrook, <clears throat> this dude thinks he's the top best point guard the lead that can still shoot three-pointers and, and he can, you know, he, he, he thinks he can shoot. The dude's his shot is trash. Anytime you shoot the ball from the post block and you don't hit the rim and the side of the backboard, you have lost <laughs> all of your shooting ability. Like that, that's, that's pretty much it. You can't shoot no more. Hold however, <laughs> however though, with AD being out, this opens up room for Russell Westbrook to do what Russell Westbrook does. Doe downhill. He's a downhill player in the fast break game. And if he is able to do that and allow LeBron to be LeBron that he's supposed to be and learn how to continue to divert as a number two option and pick his his battles responsibly, <laughs> responsibly, <laughs> um, <laughs> they actually have a decent shot. He was able to do that the past couple games, which led to Lakers wins. So if LeBron continues to play at this at this level, which you can never count on LeBron, but if Russ continues to play like he has in the past couple of games, where he's been more of a facilitator, very selective on when he shoots the ball and where on the court he shoots the ball, and being able to not turn over the ball in the process, that gives the Lakers a slightly better chance from going from the 10th seed to maybe eight. But outside of that. You know, <laughs> regardless, they're, they're going to be in the play in. And I think they might have a chance to get through because you're talking about one game with LeBron on your side, that's all you need.
0: Could be all about matchups here. Now let's talk about a team in the West that's actually doing well. And that's the team that has the best record in the NBA leading to the break. And that is the Phoenix Suns. I It's safe to say that, you know, when they snuck up on you know the NBA finals last year, no one thought that they'd be back. Well, now they become they've gotten even better. You know, they've had JaVale McGee. And of course, you will know, Devin Booker, CP3 still playing very well. Deandre Aiden has, step, has stepped up. Matt, I'll start with you. Are they the team to beat? Yo, know, can they keep it up? And are they the team to beat?
2: Um, I mean, respect to the Suns for getting to the finals last year. You're right. Nobody saw that coming, but with it. Okay. So he, here's the wild card to me. Draymond Green. Does Draymond Green come back and play like Draymond Green can? Because if then I don't care if the Suns are the one seed, you gotta you gotta go through the Warriors. The Warriors, I know they're coming coming up on what some people believe to be like the tail end of this dynasty that they have. Um, some people would even take issue with calling them a dynasty, but you know whatever. They got three chips with that core of players. Um, even e- even with KD now gone, like that, like Steph, Clay, Draymond, and and you know they always have quality role players around them, and you got some of these other young pieces with them. Uh, you know, getting Kaminga back be huge for them. Uh, you know, they got Wiggins playing well now. Can't believe he's an all-star starter. Like, no, but he's still, he's still, he's still, he's still a player. <laughs> so look, as, as good as the Suns are as dominant as they've been, I mean, 48 and 10 at the break, that's, that's monstrous, but the experience, I, I, I still give a slight edge to the warriors. If, if those two meet in the Western conference Finals assuming Draymond's out there and not like, you know, on half a leg, but for real, I'm, I'm, I don't care who has home court. I'm taking the Warriors. Dave. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the wild
7: card actually is Klay Thompson. I think you're right about Draymond, how he is and how he's going to get back. But for me, it's Klay Thompson. Um, I know he's going to get, you know, reacclimated. He's going to get that shot going again, but we're going to really, you know, be put to the test. He's going to really be put to the test defensively. Uh, if they're going to be playing the team like Phoenix, you know, because that's what Clay Thompson, that's what kind of separated him from everybody else was it wasn't the shooting. It was that dude can play defense, man. He is a lockdown defender straight up. So I don't know if he's still on that level. You know what I mean? But we'll find out uh, when they play Phoenix. But I got I got Phoenix, man, like of all the teams that played the Bulls and, you know, the Bulls, like I said, they lost to all those top tier teams and all of them were ass whippings. You know what I'm saying? They were beatings. You know what I mean? But the one that the final score didn't indicate how bad of a beating it was, it was the Phoenix one. That was execution (laughs) from beginning to end. You hear me? They out-executed the Bulls on both ends of the floor, man. It was honestly, I was like, dang, this is really beautiful to watch. Like, that was some beautiful basketball we were looking at right there in Phoenix. And for me, their style of play is definitely maintainable. You know what I mean? Throughout the playoffs. Other teams can get hot, you know, and just go on a run because somebody got really, really hot. You know how Steph does. You know what I mean? You know how those guys, certain guys do. They can get hot and you can lose a game by like 40. You know what I mean? You get whooped on by that and then come back and they lose by seven. Phoenix just seems like the team, like every single game, you're going to have to deal with that every single game. And Monty Williams, the coaching job that he's done for that team is unbelievable can't be understated he should have won coach of the year just for what he did with Cameron Payne all right like he should have won it. then. dude for real man could be coach of the Millennium get that dude all the awards for that all right but yeah I got Phoenix man they're they're amazing to watch they really are Josh I mean you I, I don't know
3: what else to say but Dave except the campaign really did pop champagne <laughs> so, it happened it happens. It happens. That's, that's a that's a hell of a statement but um for me personally I, I have to go with the I gotta go with the the Warriors and the Andrew Wiggins all-star starter going back to the team that drafted him and traded him he's going back to Cleveland like how do you like me now trip walking and stuff <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, traded me. <laughs> I'm over here doing my thing and going to stay down, so I do. I I feel about that. But, look, my biggest worry about the Warriors in the beginning was, okay, Klay Thompson's coming back. You don't know how he's going to respond. If you could just get at least 70% of Klay from both shooting and defensively, the Warriors will always have a chance to be the team to beat. Because Mm -hmm. not because of just what the core that they have with Draymond and Steph and Clay all being healthy again at once but people are underestimating this my my pick for the most improved player of the year in Jordan Poole. Uh, Jordan yes. Poole, mm-hmm. that dude coming off the bench what got those starters mm-hmm. minutes his game is truly developed and honestly became in his own sense like a clay Thompson combination 2.0 in a sense having that coming up your bench with Kaminga you we haven't even talked about the fact that Jonathan uh Wiseman is coming back soon mm-hmm. and if he can stay healthy mm-hmm. and, and, and get his conditioning up it gives the Warriors the size that they lack in play off mm-hmm. oh, as the backup for Kevin Looney, especially when you're talking about going against Phoenix, where they have, um, you know, Deandre Aiden and JaVale McGee as big with size from a big man perspective. So as much as I love Phoenix, Devin Booker is an assassin. He has arrived, you know, and Chris Paul, Chris Paul to be playing the way that he's playing at his age and how many years and how many years in the league. You know, you got to give a testament to what Phoenix was going on over there in Phoenix. Um, with Monty Williams and Chris Paul and uh, James Jones and that culture that's set there, mm-hmm. but you got to you always got to go with the experience, especially the experience, especially the main core that brought the experience is fully healthy and locked and loaded. And I think just having a snippet of what of bringing Clay Thompson back brings that that much fear into opponents when they play them on and talking about a seven game series that's gonna to be tough to guard and the, and the bench is better. And probably the most, they have the most depth since that original championship that they won pre right. Kevin mm-hmm. Uh That's something scary to, that to, to look out for from an opponent's perspective. And I, as much as I love Phoenix, I don't know if they're ready for all this. I just don't know if they're ready for all that.
0: Terrence?
5: You know what, the, uh, the thing that I've really liked about Phoenix over the last few years is that they have been in the process of turning themselves into one of those machines in the nba that just cranks out success you look at what they were able to do inside the uh the bubble in orlando what somebody let me know i think they went undefeated in the bubble came back the next season and took it to another level finals appearances uh, Devin booker um has really grown into, like you said, Josh, an assassin on offense. I love how Chris Paul has found a fountain of youth and, and just, man, the, the way Chris Paul is playing this year is one of his most impressive seasons to me. I honestly thought that we would start to see some kind of decline. The man is is just a, a point guard extraordinaire that I just love watching. I love the addition of JaVale McGee and what he's going to do uh, to, the, to the depth in the playoffs. I thought that was an issue. Uh, last season when you got done with Aiden, it really wasn't anything back there, and I, I, I love what Javel brings. But <laughs> we're talking about a Golden State Warriors team who, like you said, Matt, if Draymond comes back and, and, and is the glue like he has been for that system, then I feel like that's still the, the creme de la creme out there in the West. When you look at how they're playing right now. It's kind of funny because I feel like Steph is kind of taking a step back just so Clay can do what he needs to do mm-hmm. in, in order to be ready when those playoffs comes. And I feel like you're going to see Steph take a step back up to the level we saw him playing earlier in the season. And I don't think anybody in the West at least can deal with that level of offense from the Golden State Warriors, even though I feel like the the Suns, man. The Suns like are, are really, really right there. The way they've been closing games this year, mm-hmm. this championship level. Like you said, when they played the Bulls, it was a clear distinction. Of level of basketball that was being played, you know? And uh, that that's always, you know, we talk about the Warriors trying to get there. The Suns are playing like that right now, you know? So I give the Suns that, but we all know. You know Steph Curry could be the best man on the court, and it's curtains after that.
2: That's I mean, true. bottom but, line, we just all want to watch a seven game series between these teams in the conference. I just please. want to see
3: what Chris Paul's vegan that plant based diet is because <laughs> clearly that dude, that's
7: what I'm trying to tell Matt. That's the reason right. he's having that season nah, dude.
3: That dude, right. I might have to. Well, well,
2: Larry market <laughs> went vegan and yeah. then he started sucking a basketball. Explain <laughs> yeah. that.
3: Yeah. Slightly different, my brother. Plant and vegan. Hey Josh,
5: different. Mike, big Mike ate a steak before every game. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> and the cigar. And a cigar. Right.
0: <laughs> with a little Chianti R- too. With a little chiante too in the middle of that. Yeah. <laughs> with- <laughs> We're heading down the home
1: stretch of our NBA Bulls Roundtable right here on SportsZone Chicago. Second City Sports City, Lakina here with you, Joshua M. Hicks, Terrence Tomlin, Matt Peck, and Big Big Dave Watson joining our panel. We have a few minutes left, guys, but before we wrap up the show... We, we usually do this, Lakina, midway through our show. Uh, this is mm-hmm. our black history moment out. It's a 20 second timeout, but this is our black history moment of the show as we salute our heroes and our musical acts. Since we're gonna salute the city of Cleveland today, the original members of this R&B group from the 60s, 70s, and 80s, mm-hmm. and they had a couple of hits in the 90s. I'm talking about William Powell, Eddie Levert, and Walt Williams. We're talking about the OJs. I'll give you guys yes, a double sir. play today. <laughs> so this album is from 1975 it's called survival hit songs on this album produced by gamble and huff give the people what they want this did not Mm -hmm. come from jailer ross when you younger listeners and viewers (laughs) give the people what they want (laughs) let me make love to you survival where do we go wrong rich Mm. get richer how time Mm. flies what i am waiting for and never break us up this is from 1975. this one comes from the album message in the music from 1976 ah,
0: yes yes
1: you guys remember that for those of you hip-hop oh, yes. fans uh some of your favorite hip-hop artists sampled um some mm-hmm. of the songs from this album side one had message in my music a prayer paradise make a joyful noise side two, desire me darling darling baby for you steppers yes. out there mm-hmm. and i yeah. swear i love no no one but you and let life flow this album came mm-hmm. out in 1976 since so the all-star game is in cleveland this weekend we salute the oj's
7: Ooh, man. There we go. Hey. yes, hey, for real, man. yes. and also to
1: ps to the folks at turner sports uh they'd like to uh, unfortunately some some of them probably it uh, will assault your intelligence this weekend i do not have any cassettes or cds of this group this uh hip-hop group is also from cleveland they started in 1994. shout out to uh the late great easy e bone thugs wow. and harmony if, yes, they're not, yeah. if they they don't yes. get mentioned this weekend, we mentioned them here on Sega City Sports. Shout out to Bone Thugs and Harmony. For real. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> Absolutely today. right. Wake up. Wake up. <laughs> uh, you <yeah, yeah>. okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Absolutely. laughs> still, PG, man? that's, yeah. How,
7: yeah. Come that's on. how we Come do on. it here on second
1: good. city sports you know you know and you know. uh for those of you that haven't uh, watched the unsung episode of Bone those are harmony check it out on youtube so mm. you'll learn a, a yeah. whole lot more about that group so Shout out to both those groups this weekend from um, uh, representing the city of Cleveland. Uh, last few minutes of the show here on Second City Sports live in living color right here on SportsZone Chicago. You know the panel, Sid LaKeina here with you. I wanna ask you guys uh, uh, one of our, uh, our final questions. Of course, you can get your cheat sheet off my Twitter page at SidKid80. Of course, uh, growing up back in the day, uh, if you watched Inside Stuff, you were a sports fan or a basketball fan in general, you knew that come the month of february they always took one week off because it was all-star weekend They hosted mm-hmm. the nba State in school celebrations they had the team-up celebrations toward the end of the 90s well, uh, getting with community work and they had the re to celebrations before they shut it down following the 2004 all-star weekend in los angeles of course it got started in miami in 1990 but that wasn't televised uh, when nbc picked up the package they uh aired these uh uh aired these specials and you have uh celebrities like will smith hammer salt and pepper kid and play paula abdul the list mm-hmm. went on and on you had all-stars of course michael jordan bj armstrong and you have performance like boys to men brandy uh lighting up the stage i really enjoyed those episodes special not episode special those in mean, school celebrations <laughs> uh, growing up i wanted to ask you guys where were some of your top moments of all-star uh weekends uh growing up uh Matt I'll start
2: with you oh man um well I I mean being a kid growing up in the 90s just knowing that we were going to have at least one if not multiple all-stars representing the Bulls like every season yes and I Mm -hmm. I I always was obsessed with seeing what the all-star Jersey looks like like to me that was Mm -hmm. huge like as much as like the Bulls have always had one of the most iconic jerseys in not just the NBA but sports like global sports the Bulls jerseys are one of the most recognizable pieces of branding that exists Mm -hmm. but I always love the flair that all-star jerseys brought and then I remember I think it was the late 90s it may have been the garden in 98 Mm -hmm. when was that the first time when they just said okay east and west you are like one of you all wear your home whites the others wear your your road darts yep yep and I was like oh my god this concept is blowing my mind actually they did that the year before in cleveland as well oh, they did they that did? the year before in cleveland so as that, well. that yeah that was the first year they did it because like yeah you know those early and mid 90s all-star jerseys are clas you know like the the whites and the reds and then you had those weird like tuscan ones or uh, uh like yeah. oh, uh
5: oh
2: yeah uh, uh, not t- mm-hmm. uh, turquoise ones turquoise. Like, when they, yeah like, when they, i think when they did it in phoenix that year and it was mm-hmm. like a cactus yeah on a jersey like, what is this? Every year, seeing what the All-Star jersey stuff was going to look like was one of my highlights. And then, then, of course, knowing that you were going to see MJ and or Pitt put on a show.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Terrence?
5: You know what? I'm definitely sending me down memory lane, Sid, thinking about the Saturday mornings uh, with the Read to Achieve programs with Amara Rashad and Summer Sanders. My, My era of inside stuff.
4: Mm -hmm. Uh, that was
5: always super cool to me but if i can think of a couple of moments that just stand out a hundred percent um i don't i forgot i may have been like 13 14 years old but michael jordan's last all-star appearance was definitely uh super special Mm -hmm. um but then of course the referee the should
1: was- not have uh called that foul oh uh, uh, that was the oh, yeah. one in atlanta that that shot by michael Jordan should, oh, yeah. should have been the game winning shot um yeah, uh, the man.
5: next play kobe Bryant was fouled uh, oh don't get me started up uh. exactly. <laughs> yeah, Stand up late on a sunday night i remember that um i totally uh had a great time watching derrick rose not dance <laughs> doing the the right hour. Oh God! That, that was one of those. That was one of those. Moments. Yeah, real talk. Uh, yeah. You
7: know,
5: and I feel like I'm forever gonna be beating the drum of the dunk contest between uh, Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon mm-hmm. being yeah. the best dunk contest of all time. I was in a restaurant where I don't know if they really wanted to show the dunk contest; because <laughs> they had it on mute. Mm-hmm. but you wouldn't you wouldn't have known that because everybody in there was screaming and, and watching it. it it was an amazing uh you know show of athleticism in that one uh but man you know what i'm i'm i feel like the all-star game needs some new ideas and maybe we'll talk about mm-hmm. that next time sid but maybe time for the nBA to to, to do something a little new you know we yeah. got
2: some new kind of juice with the rising stars game tonight yeah. you know they yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It yeah. i'm style.
5: curious. i'm excited to see how
2: that goes
0: yeah mm-hmm. should be interesting josh
3: man for me i don't know what was more exciting me watching all-star weekend or me excited that i don't have to go to school the next day <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know which one it's always it was always around president's day when you're in school you had that day off so i was like shoot i got i got the day off i, got, I can stay up late as i want i gotta go to school um <laughs> so i don't know if it was that or quite frankly i think for me when it comes to all-star weekend Obviously 2020 being around all the all the festivities and everything mm-hmm. and the and just the whole ambiance of you know celebrating the death of Kobe, um, paying respect to Gigi and and, and the rest of the victims that mm-hmm. were that died in that unfortunate crash. Um and just the whole all-star game that Sunday in general, with mm-hmm. common introducing the starting lineups, having keeping the yeah. Chicago theme. I think that's gonna be very memorable for me. Um, but we talk about going back it has to be for me when the dunk contest was actually raw um, with Vince Carter changing the mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm.
1: The yes.
3: 2000 dunk contest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other guys that didn't win dunk contest, but still was cold in dunk contest, like the Steve Francis's. Oh, uh, um, 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 Jay yes. Richardson's, like- Yes. You know, those, dope, remember those guys and the nasty dunks that they put on Mm-hmm. Where things were so competitive and you was like, Whoa, how did he not win? You know, it's a lot different from the more recent slam dunk contest. But I, I just hope they find ways to revive that type of vibe, because that vibe was mm-hmm. completely different versus what we're dealing with now, man. So I think those I think those are things that stand out for me. And if I that it was an all-star game, I can't remember remember what year. But it was a year where it went all the way down to the stretch and the easter comp and the east all-stars came all the way back at one they was wearing the white uniforms and the, um the AI year. he his uni. He, wore, he wore the number six on his uniform yep. And, yep. you know yeah the, i remember yeah. that i can't remember that year but that year was probably one of the most iconic you know mm-hmm. all-star games for me outside of the ones you guys have mentioned so those that, that's it for me i just hope that we get back to that type of level of excitement um because you know this year is it, it doesn't live up to the expectations that we that we that i thought it could considering how we just shut it down in the shy a couple of years ago so oh yeah you yeah, know we'll see
0: dave yeah.
7: man i completely agree with you on on the iverson uh, starberry comeback victory yes. uh yeah that also in that game.
1: washington dc hmm.
7: Yeah, man, that yeah. was that was incredible to watch because it was definitely at the time where the East was clearly the little brothers to the West. Oh, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, the West yeah. were clearly the dominant ones and were showing mm-hmm. it the whole game. And yep. then for them to come back like that and win it and then to do it with AI? Oh, man, no, that that yeah. meant that meant a lot. That meant a lot. Um, I agree with Terrence, too, about the dunk contest. That's the greatest dunk contest ever. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know why people... I understand, listen, you know, I'm from the era, so I understand the Jordan and the Nique. I get it. You know what I'm saying? But that right there, come on, man. When you jumping over mascots in between your legs, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? When you win from the free throw line, exactly. Like you like, dang, well, it's gotta be over now. Oh snap, no, it's not over now. Oh dang, it's gotta be over now. Oh dang, it's not over like they continue to go. Like it was crazy. But I would say for like memory wise, like I remember the Scottie Pippen MVP year. At the uh, game, so yeah, 1994 yeah. Minnesota. Nine, man, look, because I was on a campaign, you know what I'm saying about Scottie Pippen <laughs> and how cold he was, and for me, that was the coming out party. And yeah. it always was hilarious to me because it was the first time I've really seen scotty Pippen with a low fade, because he, had, <laughs> you know what I mean, he that and he had that low fade. <laughs> And you saw them wrinkles in his head look like, you know, sand on the beach or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, like a pack of hot dogs, you know what I mean? Just on the top of his dog. But he won that all-star MVP. And for me, that kind of put him on that level, put the lead kind of on notice. Like, no, I am that dude. I am this cold. Y'all got to respect me like this because I'm Scottie Pippen. I love that year that he won that MVP. And plus, those are some of my favorite all-star jerseys that they have. I don't think they wore them again uh, after 94. but those are some of my favorite sure. ones man the blue ones with the star on them yo oh, yeah. man i love yeah. those jerseys man those are my favorite. so yeah those those are definitely some some incredible memories for me in that year yeah. for sure real yeah quick, real I quick, I quick about that 94
1: also go ahead uh, go- okay yeah just real quick before we give it to matt uh about that 94 all-star game shaq remember he was double and triple team until scotty threw him through that alley up to shaq at mm-hmm. the end and shaq uh-huh. looked at george carl and like yeah you you, you had a you had that coming <laughs> and also too scotty pippen started the trend of wearing the different color shoes because remember he wore the red shoes of course throughout yes. the years allen iverson mm-hmm. wore a special all-star shoe in 2005 endeavor it had a phone underneath the bottom of course shaq had mm-hmm. a specialty shoe i think Chris Webber for you so had a specialty shoe yes, as well I think sir. Warner our yeah, test now yeah. met a world piece he uh, he he went to the all-star game. I believe it was in 04. he was with the Pacers he had a specialty shoe as well so Scotty Pippen kicked off a different train which he doesn't get yes, credit sir. for today
7: come on see it yes
1: sir yeah
2: I just wanted to mention a couple other names as far as dunk contest stuff I agree with Terrence like that Zach versus Gordon I mean back to back like they were incredible but I had a Spud Webb dunk contest poster on my wall growing up. Oh yes, <laughs> Spud mm-hmm. Webb, like yeah. these NBA players who are crazy long and athletic, and they're oh by the way six six or taller. there's like oh yeah. oh Dwight Dwight Howard is good at dunking basketballs. Gee, go figure. But when it's when it's the little guys that are doing dunks like that, like Spud Webb when I was really young, and then who comes along? One of Bulls fans' favorites, Nate, Rob, Nate. baby. Yes, How do you not mention him when we're talking yeah. All Star Weekend? Three so of them that right. is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Three, mm-hmm. three yeah. You know, I was, really, I was really short growing up, so when I saw the little yeah. guys dunking, I was like, "People could do that?" And like, no, <laughs> wow. Matt, you're you're short, fat, and white. You can't do that.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Still, people can do that. <laughs> yeah.
2: Shout out
7: Rex Chapman because everybody was doing that Rex Chapman dunk when oh, yes. you. To do that yeah, way, man. Yeah. everybody was trying to man look many hours trying to put that behind the back and do that man but yeah. no that's a lot of Don't great kidding. Like
1: yeah go ahead dave
7: oh no 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 i was just oh. i was gonna say that that 88 one was was a great oh, yeah. memory for me that was, um, good.
0: That was really good because right? i was yeah. a
7: real little kid and that was a weekend i had spent mm-hmm. with my brother and his his now wife that was kind of like the first time we had met her and we spent the weekend at his, you know, he lived like on Lakeshore Dry at his ill spot. You know what I mean? And, and we thought he was the man, you know? And his wife, you know, she cooking. And it was the first time we, she was from the South. It was the first time we had her cooking. I was like, man, you better marry this girl. Like, you taste weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you
0: so gotta lock that down. <laughs> man,
7: like, and, I, and we went over to watch that dunk contest. It, it was, it was, yeah, I, that's what I remember. I remember that for sure. Yeah, that 88
0: one was the first year like, that we had pick it up so to it back off able at that, yeah
1: yeah was, Uh, will pick it back up real quick no no go ahead i sorry. don't want to <laughs> talk to you okay just piggyback <laughs> off the match point real quick uh spud webb of course nate robinson oh those the 06 all-star weekend in houston he took 20 minutes to make one dunk and of course he jumped over spud webb but andre eagle dollar got robbed he was supposed to win that dunk contest <laughs> and, and it went yeah. to <laughs> Nate robinson i'll just leave yeah. it at that that's true <laughs> that yeah. where
5: he tapped the back and dunked on the other side
1: yeah oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah
5: yeah oh yes, <laughs> yes. oh yeah hey man yeah. And, and for the big
7: dudes man don't be dissing the big
5: dudes man shout out to the big fellas shout <laughs> out for the new and
7: they think
5: it ain't don't, all fancy hey, little dudes. the <laughs> white howard with the best non-dunk and dunk contest history with superman like you just throw it in you can't be yeah. seven feet tall and not dunk it, though, right? Oh, no. yeah. You
7: going to penalize <laughs> him for the, for the height? Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> See, we'll this
3: wait, is wait, the perfect we'll time.
0: The, well, yeah, you remember that? No, go ahead, Josh. Sorry.
3: No, I was going to say, this is the perfect time where I'm old enough to remember this. I know. So as one of the younger guys in this crew, I've actually remembered this. Weekend, All-Star Week. When it's All-Star Week, you spend your Monday through Friday turning on ESPN Classic.
5: Oh, yeah! they play
3: all the retro mm-hmm. all-star games, all mm-hmm. the retro mm-hmm. dunk contests. Yep. This is mm-hmm. like a, a reason why we should have that back. So I can just, <laughs> just go back and watch all those mem- all those historical events in a timeline, like just like the ESPN classic days, man. That's what yeah. this reminds me of. And that will be so dope to do that again. I will do that right now in my office. Hit that record <laughs> button and just watch everything. Yeah. They were, they were over the
0: were days it. man yeah all oh, good times days. remember the 92 one in orlando yeah. with such a balls with a blindfold of course he admits it now that he had like a little hole cheated. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep. so that wasn't yeah <laughs> that, was, yep. that, that was crazy but yeah so uh they're gonna do a, a manning cast style thing with the it's nba crew for the all-star game on sunday so i guess mm-hmm. to kind of lighten it up a little bit so do you guys think that'll help sort of you know rejuvenate the all-star you know, game the festivities and such.
1: I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, like, again,
3: I prefer to have Blake Griffin yeah. jump over a car with a choir in the background. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
5: <laughs> <laughs> I would it, really he like to a see. <laughs> <attraction laughs> it was a Kia though. It of a, car. Car. Yeah. Okay, it's
0: a part yeah. of Kia, so what? You can't yeah. really count yeah. that like there a compact Kia an op-
2: sedan yeah. and the hood oh like i could do that
5: exactly <laughs> word, I would, well, word i would love to see exactly prove it prove it <laughs>
6: <laughs>
5: this Go is on, your chance to prove it yeah that's like,
6: true
5: i would I love I have to a see I, otherwise i would <laughs> <laughs>
0: Go
5: on, Terrence. i would just love to see the big names back in the dunk contest again you know I, yeah. i'm not going to let lebron off the hook for never doing one never no, no <laughs> Never. it's completely flagrant um i would you know love to see somebody okay cunningham who else any of these other guys that Jaylen would green. absolutely Jalen green, Jaylen green. green. I, I feel like for too long for too many years i look at the duck contest and it's like who who oh, right. yeah yeah so yeah i i low-key look forward to the skills competition and the three-point contest a little more now than than a than a dunk contest, but we need some of those big names to come in and jump back into the game.
2: Right. I so mean, like, what, what would you say? Obi Toppin is the biggest name in the dunk yeah. contest. This yeah. Year? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Gonna, yeah, he's yeah. gonna get more. He's gonna get more minutes in this dunk contest that Tibbs has given him all season long. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. Ridiculous. Yeah.
0: All <laughs> that, oh, the Knicks. The Knicks.
2: That's a whole
5: different
0: conversation. So we'll, we'll have to get to that next time. Oh, my gosh, it's been so much fun. Thanks you so much to our NBA panel, our illustrious panel. Joshua Hicks, Terrence Tomlin, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. Uh, Josh, I'll start with you. Where we'll can people find you on social media and all of your great work?
3: Follow me on the Instagram and the Twitter, as my guy Sid would say, Josh M. Hicks Media, <laughs> Got everything on there.
0: Terrence?
5: Please find me at Tomlin Does It. last name first. But also check the headquarters of the Biggs Media at It's the Bigs on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.
0: Matt?
2: At Bulls
5: underscore Peck on Twitter. Dave? At Bow B-A-W-L
7: Sports on Twitter. And also, you can go to Ballsports.com, get yourself one of these fly hoodies right here. And also, you can get you the Black History Month ball hoodie that is only available for February. You can get that as well. So check that out.
2: Mine's due to arrive on Wednesday, buddy. Hey, that's my guy right
0: <laughs> there. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm yeah, I was gonna say like get, I was like get, get Matt and our girl, uh, our girl Lana to model it. I'm, I'm telling you, you get, you'll get more sales.
2: <laughs> you know, you get more sales. Hey. We just smug modeling anything. No, <laughs> 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 I think, I think Dave modeling it is a much better way to go.
0: all <laughs> oh, <laughs> right guys, thank you so much. You guys say safe. We we're uh, definitely doing this again at the end of the regular season for the playoffs. So. Thank you, guys. You guys stay safe, and uh, we'll talk to you guys again soon.
5: Thank you. Thank you so much. Pleasure. All right. Thank you,
7: guys. Love, man.
0: Thanks. Much love. Oh, boy oh sid i need to towel off after that deal I'll yeah I, stuff, know. So I know right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, i know right yeah we got a towel off here but uh yeah, yeah so yes. um yeah so what the all-star festivities, he got the uh the all-star i guess celebrity thing that's happening tonight um uh, mm-hmm. you know i think i know bill Wall's not gonna know i think he's gonna let richard jefferson do all the work so you know yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so uh yeah but also too, the all-star game of course you got college hoops and such so mm-hmm. Oh, the day total 500 for all your gear heads out there so yeah there's still so sports out there even though we don't you know there's no football but the football season never ends so well yeah. uh, again you know we'll we'll you know with the new season you know coming up soon so we'll be a lot to talk about no doubt
1: yep so like i said you guys enjoy nba all-star weekend plus all the, all the sports that are going on let's shut it down lakina that's why we Ooh. do what we do we had we had an, a, an exciting paddling exciting hour if you didn't enjoy that i don't know what to tell you but for those of you that did enjoy it You can go back to listen to it on our podcast at war uh, at war on anger and you can go to uh uh, facebook's uh sports on chicago's facebook page or sports on chicago on youtube and and watch it again please comment like share subscribe and retweet it share with everybody uh, that loves the nba who loves the bulls who loves basketball in general please share it that's why we do these panels we do it for you and we know you guys love it and enjoy it so uh enjoy uh, NBA All-Star Weekend as we shut this show down. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter in the IG ck 80. Once again at CK80 S I D K idkida S I D K I D A Zero.
0: You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Kino Score McGee on the IG.
1: Make sure you download that Sports on Chicago app. Make sure you follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can subscribe to our podcast, Second City Sports. We're available on all podcast platforms at War on Anchor. That's W A R R on Anchor, and you can follow War Media at W A R R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you very much in advance for your support.
0: Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. All right. All right oh, oh, so-
1: oh, also too, make sure you catch Second City Sports every Monday, every Friday, noon to two p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on Sports on Chicago. Once again second city sports every monday every friday noon to 2 p.m central standard time right here live in the Labour color sports on chicago
0: yeah and also to get the replays on war media you know wherever you get your podcasts mm-hmm. and you know streaming you know it, it's all there so if you can actually listen to this if you don't you know if you don't have access to a computer to watch it but you got to listen. So, for Sid, said, I like him. you guys. Stay safe out there. If you're not going to get vaccinated, wash your hands, wear your mask, and be good to each other. This has been, this has been Second Stage Sports on Sports on Chicago, and we'll see you next week.
1: Shout out to Jory Lawrence, the actor from Blossom from back in the day. I caught his performance in 1994. Remember, he had the hit song, There's uh, Nothing yeah. My Love Can't Fix. Oh, Big gosh. My Love is true. Break oh, it.
0: Oh, gosh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>